This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allows members to request future stories and themes. Thank you for listening. This podcast contains mature content and is intended for an adult audience only. It contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of all stories is fiction with any similarities to real people or events being purely coincidental. This podcast is not intended for anything but entertainment of the listener, and if you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. My Education by Nicholas Templer A Study in Chemistry Forward Story takes place in 1996, before cell phones were in widespread use. As always, the names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Have you ever heard the story about the person who showed up late for a final exam in college? Well, I actually did. I didn't oversleep. I didn't goof around. I just did the right thing. It was a Friday exam, and I hate Friday exams. When exams are scheduled for earlier in the week, you get them all out of the way and you have a couple of extra days of vacation. By Friday, many of your friends are done and are out enjoying the week off. This time, though, I didn't mind quite as much because I wanted an A in the class. This final exam in freshman advanced chemistry was my last one for the quarter, and I really put in the work to make certain I excelled on the final exam. As a chemical engineering major who ultimately wanted to pursue an advanced degree, I wanted nothing less than A's the core classes. The only obstacle here was Professor Grant. Professor Grant was substituting for another professor who had taken time off to handle a family emergency. At first we were all pretty hyped up because she usually only teaches senior-level classes and graduate students. By the end of the second week, everyone wanted out. This woman was a ballbuster who gave not one millimeter of slack. A pretty woman, but a ballbuster. She did not tread lightly with grading homework, marking down even the smallest of errors. She even reviewed the grades that her teaching assistants assigned in the labs. All the kids on campus knew she was divorced, and a bunch of people in the class had heard she went through a bitter breakup with her ex-husband a few years before. I got a solid eight hours of sleep. I got up did a quick twenty-minute run around the neighborhood to get the blood flowing and jumped in the shower. After that, I wolfed down breakfast and was on my way to school. There was an accident on the freeway but after it cleared it was smooth sailing. With a little extra foot on the gas pedal, I should be to school with a few minutes to spare. As I turned off the freeway, the street was pretty empty. Better still, I was clearly recalling the facts from the night before, chemical equilibrium, properties of gases, liquids, solids, and solutions, atomic and molecular structures. I recall thinking how ready I was for this test when I saw the collision. A white Mercedes S-Class ran a light and due to the speed made a wide turn. In doing so, the driver clipped the side of a red Honda Civic that was in front of me. The Civic was hit hard enough to force it up the curb and into a tree. The Mercedes took off, but I managed to get the first three numbers of the license plate before the car was too far away. I drove up next to the Civic to see the driver slumped back and the passenger shaking her. Shaking someone who probably has a concussion doesn't make great sense. I turned my car off, hit the hazard lights, and jumped out to see how badly they were hurt. As I approached the car, the extent of the damage was clear. At least one foot of the front end of the car had been demolished by the tree. This vehicle was totaled. Are you okay? I asked after opening the driver's side door. I'm okay, I think, replied the passenger. Sandra wasn't wearing her seatbelt, and she hit the steering wheel pretty hard. The Civic was a late 80s model that lacked airbags. Sandra had a bloody nose to prove it. The cut above her eye didn't look so good either. The passenger kept shaking Sandra and asking her if she was okay. What's your name? I asked the passenger. I received no reply. What is your name? I asked with an stern tone. The passenger just looked at me. Your name? Michelle. Michelle, it's quite possible that Sandra has a concussion. Can you stop shaking her? Oh God, Michelle whispered as she jerked her hand away from Sandra. Is she okay? I hadn't noticed it before, 
but both girls were wearing jean shorts and bikini tops. They must have been going to the beach. By the subtle rising of Sandra's chest, I had to believe she was still breathing. I leaned forward and put my hand next to her mouth. I could feel her breathing. I held her wrist and searched for a pulse. Feeling the subtle beat, I smiled at Michelle. She's still breathing and I can feel her pulse. I think she's just unconscious. You two did hit the tree pretty hard. A look of relief swept over Michelle. You stay here and I will go call for help. No. Don't go. Shrieked the girl. Stay. Don't leave. Michelle, someone has to call 911 and get an ambulance. I'll go flag someone down. We'll get them to call. Please don't leave. Please. She begged. This girl was on the verge of tears. Okay, okay. I sighed. I'll stay. I just hoped Professor Grant was having a good day. Earlier this quarter, she locked the doors on her exams and refused two students to enter when they showed up late. I had done well all quarter, and I hoped she would take that into consideration when deciding whether or not to let me in. While it didn't take very long for a girl in jean shorts and a bikini top to flag down another car, it did take over 30 minutes for the police to arrive. Evidently, there was some confusion about the location. The guy in the car was probably paying more attention to Michelle's cleavage than the situation. I can't say I blame him too much. The girl obviously had great jeans. While we waited for emergency services, Michelle kneeled next to me and eventually ended up leaning on me. A large part of me wanted to simply drink her body in, but I was more concerned with Sandra that I kept Michelle engaged in conversation to keep her occupied. It wasn't any surprise that she easily dominated the conversation, telling me about her plans for spring break, her love of college life in San Diego, and a number of other things. We heard some cars stop and Michelle told me two police cars had arrived. One of the officers looked after Sandra, while the other two officers started taking statements. A female officer talked to Michelle aside while a male officer talked to me. I gave a description of the incident as well as the first three numbers of the license plate from the Mercedes. I wanted to leave, but when I turned around I could see that the police had conveniently parked their car in front of mine. In for a penny, in for a pound I guess. Another ten minutes passed before the ambulance arrived. Michelle climbed into it with Sandra, but not before hugging me and thanking me for staying. I was going to be an hour late for the final and all I had to show for it was a hug. I know I did the right thing, but I had a bad feeling about my test. What's the saying? No good deed goes unpunished. That was nice of you to stay. I turned around to see the female police officer, Officer Coles. Her partner was coordinating with the tow truck that had arrived to collect what used to be a drivable Honda Civic. What? Oh yeah? Well, I just hope my professor lets me in late. Let's you in late? The officer inquired. I have a final exam that started about 40 minutes ago. She's a real ball bus. She's pretty strict on the rules and isn't known for her leniency. If you don't need me for anything else, I'd like to go try to get into my exam. Oh, said the officer. Maybe I can help. It doesn't seem right that you stay here to help out and then get punished for it. I can go with you if you like and talk to the professor if she wants to be a ball buster about it. That would be great, I said smiling. I didn't want to say anything but I thought it was kind of funny to hear one woman call another one a ball buster dot. Just follow me to the school and then I'll follow you. Things were beginning to look up I thought as I got in my car. I quickly tucked in behind the patrol car and the police officer had the lights running the entire way to the university. Running the lights certainly made me smile and I could feel my disposition improving already. I parked my car in student parking and the officer drove us onto campus, taking the patrol car right up to the chemistry building. By the time we got to the room, the exam had been going for an hour. As expected, the door was locked. I knocked softly. The door opened just enough for Professor Grant to see me. Mr. Rhodes, you know I don't tolerate tardiness. She snapped. Especially when you're over an hour late. Professor Grant went to close the door, but Officer Coles was quicker. She grabbed the door, pulling it open far enough for Professor Grant to notice her. She looked my teacher dead in the eye and spoke in that tone of voice that only law enforcement personnel seemed to know. Professor Grant is it. My name is Officer Deborah Coles with the police department. Your student is late for one reason. He witnessed a hit-and-run accident and pulled over to make certain that everyone was all right. The driver of the car was unconscious and the passenger was shaking her in an attempt to wake her up. You can imagine that shaking someone with a concussion isn't exactly a good thing. Professor Grant just stood there taking it in. 
At the insistence of the passenger, Mr. Rhodes stayed until emergency services arrived and then provided a detailed account of the incident. As I took the passenger's statements, she wouldn't stop going on about how grateful she was that he stayed with them until we arrived. If one of my daughters was in an accident, I would hope and pray that someone like this young man was there to do such a selfless thing. Now it's up to you, but I'd consider cutting the kid a little slack. Professor Grant looked at me and told me to go ahead inside. I smiled at Officer Coles and the look on her face told me she knew how grateful I was. One more thing, Professor Grant, Officer Coles said. She then proceeded to whisper to the professor, but I couldn't hear what was being said because the door had shut out a few moments later. Professor Grant knocked on the door and I let her in. She went to her desk and handed me a copy of the exam. She looked at me and smiled. There was a kind of softness in her eyes that I can honestly say I would have never thought her capable of. She quietly told me that while another exam was scheduled after this one but that if I needed extra time I could go to her office time was up. I'm glad she did, because the exam was positively brutal. In two hours' time, I was barely through two-thirds of the exam. I followed Professor Grant to her office. I couldn't help but check her out. We went up two flights of stairs, and she was right in front of me. Professor Grant always dresses in a business formal suit, and today was no exception. Black slacks and a black blazer that covered a white blouse. Normally, we are in a large lecture hall looking down at a chalkboard. In front of that chalkboard is a large table where chemistry labs are demonstrated to students. Between that and her blazer, I don't think I have ever really seen her body from the waist down. But as she took each step, the blazer kept creeping up. By the end of the first landing, I was afforded a perfect view of her perfect ass. And yes, it was perfect, round but not huge, firm but with a nice bounce as she took each step. And when she walked, it rocked side to side in that delicious way that just seems to come naturally to a woman wearing heels. In the span of five seconds I went from simply fearing this woman to entertaining a few hundred thoughts of my teacher in various sexual acts, as we completed the trip to her office. Professor Grant's office was in a new wing that had just been completed earlier this month. The new wing caused quite a stir with some students. A $30 million donation had been given to the chemistry department. Half the money was used to build this new wing while the other half was being used to purchase new equipment. The older offices were going to be converted into additional laboratories and classroom. One of the perks of the new offices was that each one had its own bathroom. While the university couldn't arbitrarily decide to pay the professors more, they could provide nicer working spaces for the professors which helped retain some of the more prestigious members. When we got to her office, I could see that she had been put in one of the larger offices reserved for senior faculty. I'd never been to her office before, preferring to go through one of her teaching assistants when I had a question. There was one large desk near the tinted windows at the far side of the room. Another smaller desk was next to the door that we had just come through. Across from that was a large couch. On the near side of the room and opposite the windows was another door, which I assumed was her personal restroom, and two large bookshelves filled with chemistry volumes. There was something else I noticed. Professor Grant had attained two doctorate degrees, a PhD in chemistry and another in biochemistry. Go ahead and sit there to finish your exam, Justin. She told me, indicating the smaller desk that I sat down while she proceeded to take off her blazer and hang it up. As she walked over to her desk and picked up her phone, I just stared. This woman was stacked. Maybe she dressed to hide it, but without the black blazer to conceal it, a fabulous set of tits could clearly be seen hiding in her white blouse. Thank God she was so focused on whoever she was calling, because she would have seen me blatantly staring at her. Upon hearing a voice and saying hello, she fell into her chair and turned around to look out the window. With her back to me and her body mostly hidden by her desk, I tried to get the blood out of my little head and back to the big one so I could finish the exam. It was difficult. No, it was Herculean to keep my mind on the exam and off of Professor Grant's body. But I did. It took another hour, but I did answer every question. When it was complete, I was brain dead. I felt like I had given mental birth, and I was drained completely. I put my exam on Professor Grant's desk and thanked her for allowing me the extra time. As I turned to leave, she spoke. Hold on, Mr. Rhodes, she said as she rose out of her chair. She walked straight to me and wrapped her arms around me tightly. Thank you, she said with her head buried in my neck. Thank you so very much, Justin. Um, what for Professor Grant? My daughter was in the car this morning. Michelle, the girl you stayed with. She's my daughter. So that's what Officer Coles had told her. That must have been who she called. 
She must have been relieved to know that her daughter was not harmed. You're welcome, I said as I wrapped my arms around her to return her hug. When I did that, she tightened her hug even more and took a deep breath. And did her chest ever feel good pressed up against me like that? I called the house and Michelle told me everything. She told me you wanted to leave, but that she begged you to stay. She couldn't believe that you did. Between her father, or rather the lack thereof, and the guy she's dated, I doubt she has ever had a man do something selfless for her. She couldn't believe that any guy would stay without getting something out of it. She moved her head and before I knew it she had lightly kissed the corner of my mouth. And I can honestly say that up to that young age of 18 years, I have never gotten so hard so fast. Professor Grant had to have felt it because her entire body was pressed up against mine, but she didn't say a thing. She just put her head back into the small of my neck and continued. Michelle even said you didn't try to take peeks at her or Sandra. She thinks it the first time since she developed that a guy has looked at her and didn't just notice her tits. Hello, I thought. Did my professor just say the word tits while hers were pressed against me? At this point I thought my dick was so hard I thought it was going to poke right through my jeans. Well, she is a pretty girl. I said. I heard her taking a quick breath of air. But she needed help not some idiot drooling on her. I quickly added. Professor Grant leaned back, looked up into my eyes, and just smiled at me. I never took the time to notice, but she had really great blue eyes. I think this was the first time I had ever seen her act like a lady and not as some cold as ice bitch. I hope she gets to hear a compliment like that someday. My daughters could use hearing more of that and less of the nice rack and damn your hot dot. She took a deep breath and slowly exhaled. With put her head against my chest and whispered we all could. Without thinking, I just said, Well, she definitely takes after her mother. You're both gorgeous. What did you say? Professor Grant asked. I said you're both gorgeous. She looked up at me and I could see the tears just welling in her eyes. While I have had one serious girlfriend, I didn't have a solid understanding of women. In an instant, I made her cry. Because of that, I thought I was screwed. You think I'm gorgeous? She asked. She almost seemed anxious to hear me say it again. Okay, maybe I wasn't screwed. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I replied eagerly. How could you say that? She asked, shaking her head. Michelle was in a bikini, so that I get. But you've never seen me in anything like that. Well, that's true, but as we came up the stairs. My words just trailed off. My dad has often told me that I speak without thinking. In the span of one second, I realized he was right. Wait. Professor Grant said as she pushed back from me. You were checking me out as we came up the stairs. I knew she could hear me gulp before I confessed. Yes, I did. I'm not making excuses, but I couldn't help it. You were walking up the stairs right in front of me. Your blazer had drifted up and there it was. There what was? Ah, uh, you're behind. And as you walked up the stairs, in those slacks, wow. I mean, wow. I was beginning to think I couldn't dig this hole any deeper. But as I looked at Professor Grant, I didn't see anger. I didn't see disgust. I saw her looking at me with those blue eyes and hers eyes seemed to be searching for something that I don't know how I remembered the advice my friend Katrina gave me, but I did. She had said that women like compliments, but they love sincere ones. If you want a woman to believe you are sincere when you compliment her, look her straight in her eyes and speak your mind. Here I was, standing in front of a senior professor at the university. She could fail me. She could probably get me kicked out of the school if she wanted. But right then and there, every part of me knew she wouldn't. I didn't know how I knew, but I did dot so I looked Professor Grant dead in the eyes and spoke up. Professor Grant, when I followed you up the stairs I got a glimpse of the most perfect ass I have ever seen. Really? She asked with big eyes. You really think I have a great ass? No. I said with more confidence. You have a perfect ass. And those slacks were made to show it off. The view of your ass as you walked up the stairs was, well, fucking awesome. It was all I could do to concentrate for the past hour. Professor Grant leaned up and kissed me again on the corner of my mouth. She then leaned back for a moment, looking into my eyes. So then, this is for me? She asked as she grinded her hips into mine. With my mind running 800 miles per hour, I had momentarily forgotten about how hard my dick was. Five minutes ago, I would have simply run out of the room. But standing here with her body pressed against mine as she looked directly into my eyes, I felt positive about being able to answer her directly and without fear. 
Yes, Professor Grant. That is most definitely for you. I am 5 foot 11 inches tall. Professor Grant was 5 foot 4 inches, 5 7 with her heels. As I looked down at her in that moment, I didn't see my professor. I only saw a beautiful woman. One very beautiful woman who leaned up and kissed me on the mouth. I felt her lips part slightly as her tongue pushed against my lips. I responded in kind, opening my mouth slightly to let my tongue slip out. I could feel her soft, wet tongue begin to dance with mine. God could she kiss. It was then that I felt the couch against the back of my calves. I held onto her as I descended back onto the couch, and she gracefully slid top of my thighs, taking her mouth from mine, she said. Then that would make it mine to do with as I please. Unless of course you object. No, Professor Grant. I trust you too. Her mouth cut me off, but I didn't mind in the slightest. I almost jumped when I felt her hand start to undo my jeans. She moaned into my mouth when my hand cupped her left breast. I could feel her nipple harden against my fingers. My other hand fumbled for the buttons on her blouse. Her hands were tugging my jeans down past my hips. I had half of the buttons on her blouse undone when she started fishing in my underwear for my cock. Her hand felt amazing as it encircled my shaft and slowly began stroking me. I finished with her blouse and reached down to feel her tits. Even in a bra, they felt wonderful. Allow me, she whispered, and take off your shoes. Using one foot on the heel of the other, I started to take off my sneakers off. At the same time, I felt her hands dart between mine. By the time my shoes were off, I felt her taut bra give way to the treasure beneath. Her flesh felt soft and warm. She moaned into my mouth as my fingers toyed with her nipple. I made it a point to gently explore her breasts. As her hands began working on my underwear, I lifted my hips. Seizing the opportunity, Professor Grant quickly lowered them and my jeans to my ankles. She knelt on the ground and literally ripped them off of my legs. While I awaited the return of her mouth to mine, I gazed at her breasts. They were incredible. She noticed my gaze and looked at me with a hunger in her eyes. She grabbed my ankles and picked them up, turning me lengthwise on the couch. Kneeling next to the couch, she wrapped her right hand around the base of my cock and stared into my eyes. I kept my eyes locked on hers until she sucked the head of my cock into her mouth. Fuck me. I gasped as my head jerked back. Professor Grant attacked my cock with a hunger I have never felt before. As she lowered her mouth down onto my cock, her hand would travel down over the base of my cock to rub my balls. As she lifted her head back up, her hand followed and stroked my cock. It took her but a few repetitions of these motions to settle into a rhythm of stroking and sucking my cock. I looked back down to see her staring up into my eyes as if she was waiting for my senses to return before moving forward. She kept a lock with my eyes for five iterations of her exquisite stroking-sucking technique. As she started the sixth, she closed her eyes and really began to work me. I in high school, I helped more than a few cheerleaders pass their classes. In return, they treated me to more than a few blowjobs. One in particular named Kim could get me to come in just a few minutes, and then she would continue until she got a second round from me. It never took her more than fifteen minutes to get two loads from my eager balls. Kim was a novice compared to Professor Grant. It took forty or fifty seconds before I arched my hips and came hard into this woman's mouth. As I came, I could feel just the first couple inches of my cock in her mouth. Her hand worked the base of my shaft and my balls, as I pumped again and again. When I was done, she just kept sunk the head while continuing to stroke the base and I think my cock was harder now than we started. She lifted her head from my shaft and started kissing up my stomach. When she got to my face, she stopped and looked me in the eyes. Remembering yet another tip from Katrina, I looked at her like she was a priceless treasure and pulled her mouth to mine. I kissed her deeply and passionately, silently thanking her for the intense pleasure she had just given me. Holding her, I stood up without taking my mouth from hers. It felt so good to feel her nipples pressing against my chest. I moved my mouth to her neck and sucked hard. Professor Grant started moaning loudly, and I could feel one her hands between our bodies rubbing up and down inside her slacks. With my hands on her shoulders, I slowly spun her around. I brought my hands to her tits, cupping them. The weight of her flesh felt great in my hands. I gently pinched her nipples and she just groaned while I softly twisted the hard buttons between my fingers. I lowered my hands to her hips, and by the looseness of her slacks I knew they were already unbuttoned. I pushed them down over her hips and Professor Grant responded by wiggling them down her legs. Stay. I told her that I quickly dropped down to my knees, 
I hooked my fingers under the waistband of her panties and pulled down. In seconds, they joined her slacks at her ankles. Before she could move, I stood back up behind her and wrapped my arms around her waist. I picked her up off the ground and felt her feet kick a few times. It was then that we both realized that my cock was wedged between the cheeks of her ass. She just started grind her ass up and down against my cock while my hands once again found her tits. I pulled her back with me as I sank back down onto the couch and my shaft never left the valley of her ass. I was sitting on the edge of the couch and Professor Grant was effectively laying back against me. I let one of my hands slide down her body in search of her sex. Yes. She hissed as my fingers found her clit. I started rubbing her clit in circles and she groaned out loud. Professor Grant leaned slightly to one side and turned back to kiss me. As our tongues met, she started moaning. Her right arm had reached up and around so that her hand could grab the back of my head. My mouth would not leave hers until she wanted it to. As she continued to grind her ass against my cock, I continued to roll her clit in circles with my right hand. I felt her body tense up once, then twice, and then she came. Shaking, Professor Grant groaned deeply into my mouth as she closed her legs around my hand holding it against her pussy. I could feel her sucking air out of my body into hers and then pushing it back into me as she breathed hard through her orgasm. This continued until her orgasm passed, and she let go of the back of my head. Don't move. She whispered to me. She stood up and quickly turned around. I could only watch as this goddess crawled into my lap and straddled me. I felt her hand hold my cock against the hot wetness of her sex. She stared deeply into my eyes. I just looked up at her, silently begging her to do it. She moved the head of my cock up and down her slit, moaning every time the tip pushed against her clit. Professor Grant just smiled as she let the weight of her body sank her down onto my cock. Oh fuck Professor Grant. I groaned. The feeling was mind-blowing. As good as Professor Grant's mouth had felt, it paled in comparison to the tight, warm, and very wet pussy on my cock. I could feel the heat of her walls along the entire length of my shaft, and I felt like I was going to come without her having to do anything else. Professor Grant rolled her hips in circles on top of me. She stared down at me and grinned. I could feel her clenching and unclenching her pussy muscles around me. The feeling was unbelievable. Professor Grant moved slowly at first, using her legs to raise and lower herself. Then her hands found my shoulders, and I could feel her pace beginning to increase. I couldn't hold out any longer and my hands sought out her tits. Her nipples hardened as my fingers gently twisted them, prompting an unexpected reaction from the woman on top of me who had two PhDs. That's it baby, play with my tits. Fuck yes. My nipples are so fucking sensitive. Suck them baby. Suck them now. And I did. Not that I had much choice. Professor Grant had moved her hands to the back of the couch above my shoulders. The result was that her tits were now pressed against my face. I moved my mouth to her right nipple and suck it into my mouth. I pinched the hard little button between my tongue and teeth. The reaction was immediate. Fuck yes. She groaned. Just like that baby. Just fucking like that. Professor Grant was now bouncing up and down on me fast and hard. I put my hands on her hips to help, pushing my hips up into her as best as I could while using my hands to push her down at the same time. She was gasping and moaning as fucked. With my cock driving my cock in and out of her wonderful pussy, I knew it wouldn't be long before I came again. I just hoped to make her come again as well. My only other thought at the time was how I would be able to pull out before coming. As if reading my mind, Professor Grant answered that question as well. When you get there, don't hold back. Justin, come in me, it's been so long, please. That pretty much cut the cord on any control I had left. My balls began to throb in eager anticipation. With my hands on her hips, I began thrusting up into her dripping cunt as hard as I could. Professor Grant matched my actions, driving her body down onto my cock faster and faster. Yes, yes, do it, uh, so close, so, uh, fucking close, do it baby, do it. That was what pushed me over the edge. My hip shot up off the couch, driving my cock as deep into her as I could manage. I felt the muscles near my prostate tightening and I grabbed her hips with my hands. My fingers dug into her flesh, holding her down on my cock. Restraining her in this way seemed to spur her on as much as her words were spurring me on. Do it, do it you fucking stud, come in me, come in my cunt, do it, come with me. Fucking do it. And I did. My cock pulsed harder than I had ever felt, and I came in this goddess. For the first time in my life, I came in a woman's pussy. 
and Professor Grant came with me. Her body shuddered against mine as she drove her hips down hard. I felt her pussy working my shaft, squeezing and releasing in an attempt to pull my seed deep into her body. She groaned in my ear, continuing to tell me to come in her, driving my cock to spasm even harder in her. Yes, baby, yes, give it to me, Justin, feel it. I feel it inside, deep inside me, baby. We sat there for a few minutes, drifting down from our mutual high. Although my mouth had left her nipple, my head was still on her chest. Turned to the side, the position had my ear pressed up against body. I could hear her heart pounding. It felt good to sit there with this woman on top of me, her arms wrapped around my head, holding me to her. I didn't have to wonder about her. I knew that right then, right there, Professor Grant felt the same. Thank you? She whispered. Professor Grant, don't you think I should be thanking you? I inquired. Aaron. She said. My name is Aaron. After what we just shared, I want you to call me by my first name. As you wish, Aaron, and no Justin, you shouldn't be thanking me at all. I began to think that the rumors surrounding Professor Grant's divorce were true. For the past ten weeks, this woman had simply been a shrew. She gave no quarter to anyone in our class, not even to one of guys when his mother was in the hospital after her car was hit by a drunk driver. Even the girls in the class considered her the definition of a cold-hearted bitch. Up until today, I have never seen her smile. But sitting here, I could feel a warmth from her. Aaron Grant was hardly an ice queen. She was probably just burned badly by her ex-husband. I haven't felt like this in over ten years. She continued. Relaxed and safe. There have been times when I didn't know if I would ever feel secure in a man's arms again. For the next ten minutes, Professor Grant shared the details of her divorce. There was her discovery of her husband's affair with his secretary, a taller girl with bolt-on tits that he had had paid for. There were years of weekend getaways he managed to take with the girl while Professor Grant had been immersed in her second PhD. For the last seven years of their marriage, he gave an unbelievable amount of verbal abuse to their daughters when he did talk to them. He was nothing more than an emotional void he gave to his daughters for three years before the divorce. He constantly criticized her professional achievements, as the advanced degrees didn't increase their personal wealth nearly as much as his skill in the stock market. He even said it was one of the things that drove him into the arms of his secretary. I laughed when she said that last one. You think that's funny? She asked. Hell yes. If anything, your degrees add to the package. I mean, not only do you have the body of a goddess, but you have the brain of a genius. That thought alone is really hot. To emphasize my point, I flexed my still hard cock in her pussy. She moaned in response. You really find that attractive, Justin? Absolutely. Aaron, with your body you could get just about anything you want. But there are lots of hot women walking around. Not many have the brains to achieve what you have. Two doctoral degrees, how many people ever obtain one, let alone two? And in a scientific field no less. Women aren't the only people on this planet attracted to successful people. She just sat there looking me in the eyes taking it all in. Then she kissed me lightly on the lips while she clenched her pussy tight around my cock. Is that why you're still hard? Mostly. Mostly? She inquired with a raised eyebrow. Well, yes. I mean, you are downright fucking hot. To add to that is that wonderful brain and the success you have seen professionally because of that brain. It completely sets you apart from the legions of brainless beauties walking around. You're not common. You are a priceless treasure. By now, she was just looking up at me as if I was center of her universe. I leaned forward and kissed her on the nose. Plus, there is the whole teacher thing. I mean, what man hasn't ever had a teacher fantasy? And I didn't get just any teacher. I got one of the hottest fucking women I have ever seen, and more so, she's probably the smartest woman in the state. She smiled at that comment. How do you do that? Do what, Aaron? I asked. I was really beginning to enjoy the way her name rolled off my tongue. Know how to say just what to say to make my heart flutter. I blushed at her statement. Someone once told that I was an old soul, with a young mind. I just say what no, in my heart as well as my mind. Can I ask you favor of you, Justin? Aaron, after what we just did, you can ask me to walk across hot coals if you like. Would you take me again? She asked, finally getting up off of me. I would love to. She smiled upon hearing my response. She took my hand and pulled me up off the couch. Grabbing the blanket on the far side, she laid it across the leather cushions and then sat down. Good, she said, as she leaned up and kissed me. 
Earlier was without thinking. I needed that more than you'll ever know. But right now, before we have to part, I want to indulge my one of my own fantasies. I just grinned and said, You want one of your students to fuck me good and proper? She finished. Give me a minute to clean up a bit. What for? I asked. Because I'm a mess. Your cum and mine is dripping down my thighs. I stepped forward and put my hand between her legs. I ran my fingers across the sticky mess coating her pussy. True, I said pushing her back on the couch. But right now, before we have to part, that mess belongs to me. And I intend on making it much worse before letting you clean up. Erin didn't reply. She just kissed me deeply and wrapped her hand around my hard, sticky cock. She sat on the couch, laid back, and pulled me on top of her. With a graceful motion, she guided me to her sex and wrapped her legs around me. I looked her deeply in the eyes as this woman used her hand to aim my cock and her legs to drive me in. I sank into her slowly. And even though a part of me I wanted so desperately to fuck her as fast and hard as I could, a larger part of me wanted to give her what I believed she needed. I know she wanted her student to fuck her, but looking down into those pools of sapphire I saw another need, the need to be loved. And there was no way I could just fuck her and leave this need completely unfulfilled that I pulled back slowly and held for just a second before sliding slowly back into her. She moaned at the movement and smiled as she looked up at me. Again I pulled back slowly. Again I slid back into her, this time grinding my pelvic bone against her clit. Erin just closed her eyes and moaned a bit more loudly. Again I repeated the slowly withdrawal from and penetration into her sex. It took a couple of more successions, but I found a slow, measured pace that I could maintain. Erin noticed this and told me to go faster. Looking directly into her eyes I said, Not just yet Erin. Why? Because my fantasy would never be complete if I didn't get to slowly make love to my teacher. And right here, right now, I know you want that too. Smiling it up at me, she wrapped her arms around my neck. She pulled her head up and kissed me deeply, moaning softly into my mouth as I kept my unhurried pace. I thought she might admit it, but as she continued to kiss me it occurred to me she couldn't. This day was probably pushing her limits emotionally. And I realized that if I was going to make love to Erin Grant and give her what she needed that I had to take her silence as the only response she would be able to give me. So I closed my eyes and lost myself to in the sensations of loving Erin Grant. I made love to, slowly, methodically, completely. I was able to maintain that pace for another thirty minutes, driving my teacher to two more orgasms. Her lips never left mine and I felt her body against mine the entire time, moving with me. We shared as perfect a union as I ever believed possible. And as she writhed beneath me in the midst of her second orgasm, her pussy clenching and unclenching uncontrollably, I came with her. We turned just a bit, so that I was laying on my back, pinning her between my body and the back of the couch. She put her head on my chest and draped her left arm over my body to hold me. In the calm of that moment, I heard her whisper thank you, to which I whispered my reply you're welcome. And then I fell asleep. When I awoke, I sighed when I realized that Erin hadn't moved and was still laying against me. I realized that the sun was just starting to set. With her office facing west and with the tinted windows, the entire room was bathed in a soft, warm glow. I smiled. This was indeed a perfect moment. Good evening, she said softly. Good evening, I replied. This is a delicious way to wake up. You here, with me, sharing the sunset. Have you been awake long? About five minutes, she said softly. I didn't want to wake you. You look so peaceful sleeping. Thank you. But now that you're up, bathroom, yes, good idea. You go first. Erin lifted her head and I got up. I darted into the bathroom and quickly relieved myself. I washed my hands and returned to the main room. Walking over to the couch where she was laying, I took a minute to admire Erin Grant. She was just beautiful. I reached for her hands and helped her to her feet. She walked gracefully to the bathroom and shut the door. I turned and looked out the window. She must have picked the best office in the building with the view it provided. I lifted my arms high above my head and stretched. Nearly ten minutes passed before she came out and moved to join me in admiring the view. At least I thought she would join me for the view. I felt her breasts against my back as her arms wrapped around my chest. I felt her right cheek against my back and realized the complexities of what we had done must have finally settled in. I know I don't have to ask. She started. I won't tell a soul, Erin. Not one. Not ever. I felt her sigh against me. 
Today is ours and I am not sharing that with anyone save you. Her arms loosened slightly and I felt her move around my right side. I lifted my arm and put it around her shoulders holding her to me. I leaned down to kiss her gently on the lips and I realized I could fall in love with this woman. After today, you will always have a place in my heart Aaron. And you in mine Justin. We watched the sunset in silence. After a few minutes, I heard her giggle. Before I could ask her why, I felt her hand brush my erect cock. I can't believe you're still hard. I'm an 18-year-old man standing next to a completely naked goddess, and you expect my cock to be anything but rock hard? 18, oh God. She groaned. Just setting in, is it? I asked with a grin. Yes. But, but what? But, I can't believe how much the thought excites me too. You're younger than both my daughters. I'm 41 years old. 4. 1. And just thinking about the fact that this hard, young cock stretched my pussy twice today makes my entire body tingle. And to top it off you made me come harder today than I have in probably 15 years. And four times, four. Wow. Wow. She inquired, looking up at me. Yeah, wow. That's just a little mind-blowing, that I made you come that hard. That's, well, that's a pretty big compliment. You better believe it, young man. I hope that little tidbit makes your fantasy complete. I was silent. There was one thing left in that fantasy, but I didn't want to push my luck. Aaron stepped directly in front of me. Don't tell me there's something else? Just one scene that I have wanted to do with a teacher. I said. Aaron put her hands on her hips and cocked her head to the side. You want my ass? Hello, I thought. I'm glad her hands weren't on my cock right this second, because she would have felt it throb upon hearing her asking me if wanted her ass. No, that's not it. Tell me what it is then, Justin. Aaron, right now this day has been perfect. In my dreams I couldn't have wished for a day like this, to spend a day with someone half the woman you are. I don't need anything more. She walked right up to me. She kissed me tenderly on the lips. That is the sweetest thing I have been told in a long time. She stated, once the kiss was broken. But in case you missed it, today has been as much about me as it has about you. At some point we're going to leave this office and go back to being just professor and student. Before that happens though, I am going to give you your complete fantasy. Because right now, I want to give you that fantasy. I need to. I need to give you your complete fantasy. I felt her hand wrap around my shaft with those words. Then she squeezed my cock tightly with her fist. You don't want to disappoint your teacher, do you, Justin? No, Professor Grant. She smiled at my return to calling her Professor Grant. Then be a good young man and tell me what I want to know. Yes, Professor Grant. I want you to sit back in your chair. I want your legs over the arms of the chair, spreading yourself wide open. Then I want to eat your dripping pussy until you come hard on my mouth and tongue, feeding me your juices. She groaned at hearing this, and her hand began to slowly jack my cock back and forth. And when you're done coming on my mouth, I want to bend you over your desk and fuck you as deep and hard as I can until I come one last time deep in your tight cunt. Professor Grant pulled me by my cock around her desk. She sat down in her chair and smiled up at me as she spread her legs over the arms of her chair. It was the first time I had clearly seen her pussy, and she gave me a minute to drink in the sight. Her legs were muscular and smooth. They were bereft of any hair. Surrounding her sex was a layer of light blonde hair that extended to a slightly thicker patch above her clit. Her clit was swollen, but was still just a small though hard button at the top of her sex. Her lips were a light shade of pink and the moisture of her arousal made them shine in the light. She ran her hand down her body and pushed her fingers down her slit. Her middle finger ran over her clit and slowly pushed into her pussy. The two fingers next to this one ran between her inner and outer lips, making the inner lips stand out and emphasizing the digit now pushing into her pussy. Mmm, She moaned. Do you like what you see, Mr. Rhodes? Fuck yes, Professor Grant. With a wicked grin, she said. Then get to it, young man. Eat your teacher's pussy and drink her cum. I kneeled before Professor Grant, fully prepared to pleasure my teacher to the fullest. I leaned in and inhaled deeply, taking in the sweet scent of her sex. With my tongue but an inch away, I exhaled slowly over her clit. As I began to run out of air, I let my tongue touch her clit. As she moaned at the sensation, I inhaled slowly and deeply drawing air slowly over her clit and my tongue. A surprised gasp came from her throat. I sucked her clit into my mouth and flicked my tongue over it. 
I held my lips down over her clit, continuing to suck gently to keep her clit exposed and to provide added stimulation. With a skill taught to me years ago, I worked my tongue around her button as I held it captive between my lips. As I heard her moans increase, I felt her hips begin to thrust up and down into my mouth. As she continued to climb the wave, I brought my right hand up and began to trace her pussy lips. Her moans became louder and one of her hands found its way to the back of my head. With leverage, she began to thrust her hips harder into my mouth and holding my head against her sex. I continued my assault but managed to peek up at her, and I would have smiled if I could. Her other hand was gently playing with her hard nipple. A nipple that was heaving up and down as Professor Grant breathed deeply over and over. At first she was gently rubbing and occasionally twisting the nub. I watched and I waited. Soon she would be at the crest of that wave. I didn't have to wait long. In seconds she started groaning loudly and pulling nipple hard while twisting it. When I saw this, I pushed my finger straight into my professor's snatch. A string of obscenities coupled with loud moaning spewed from her lips. It took some effort, but I continued sucking and working her clit as my finger searched for its prize. I knew I had found it when her entire body jerked, and she screamed. I was leaning against her right thigh and I hooked my left arm under and around her leg. When she had taken in another deep breath of air, I struck both places. I pushed the finger of my right hand against her G-spot once more, using the leverage gained with my left arm to hold her a bit better. At the same time, I bit down on her clit with my teeth and tongue. The result was instantaneous. Professor Aaron Grant came immediately. Another string of garbled words and moans came from her mouth. I continued to work her in both areas. When she said, Oh fuck. It's coming again, again. I quickly changed my position. With a quick jerk, I pulled my finger out of her pussy. I also let go of her leg. What are you doing? She yelled. Don't stop eating me. I had no intention of stopping. I just wanted to do as my professor instructed. I wanted to drink her come changing my position enough, I wrapped each of my arms around her thighs. I could feel her staring down at me trying to figure out what I was doing, which is exactly what I wanted. Leaning down, I lowered my mouth onto her sex. I had my lips around her inner lips, so all of the area immediately surrounding her pussy was in my mouth. I heard her try to say something, but couldn't make it out. Not that I really cared. I pushed my tongue into her hole and her words ceased. Her hips shot up into me face, driving my tongue a little further into her pussy and I was rewarded with the taste of her juices. I can only hold my breath for about 45 to 50 seconds so I knew I had to finish this quickly. With my tongue buried in her cunt and my mouth enclosed around her lips, the fingers of my right hand found her clit. Using my thumb and two fingers, I pinched her clit stopping just short of being too much. My efforts met with the result I had hoped for. Both of her hands grabbed the hair on the back of my head. She grunted hard and held my mouth against her pussy. She started pumping her hips up and down as if my tongue was a soft little cock inside her. I began to rub her clit as best I could while keeping my fingers pressed firmly against it. It was then that Professor Grant gave me her treasure. Her hips pumped up one last time and she came hard. And my goddess came, I drank her nectar. Keeping my tongue inside her quivering pussy, I lapped up as much as I could, for as long as I could. Finally, I had to pull my mouth away and drink in the oxygen. I looked up and Professor Grant. Her breathing was hard and labored. Her eyes were looking straight at me, but were unfocused. I took a minute to savor the taste of her juices. The nectar of her sex was ambrosia to me. I wanted to drink from her more, but there was a more urgent matter to attend to. I stood up in front of Erin and pulled her up out of her chair. Looking into her eyes, I could see that she realized what was about to happen, but was still recovering from the back-to-back -back orgasms I had wretched from her body. The soft smile that Erin wore told me that even though she couldn't respond, she knew and approved of what I was about to do. As fortune would have it, the left side of her desk was relatively empty. Knowing she was still a bit weak, I wrapped one arm around her waist and picked her up. I knew she would not have the strength to stand, so I would have to settle for laying her back on her desk instead of bending her over it. The sacrifices we have to make, huh? As I laid her on the desk, she just closed her eyes and spread her legs as best she could. I moved around and grabbed her legs one at a time, placing each one over my shoulders. As I moved forward, I saw her nod slowly up and down. My cock was hard as steel in anticipation of the fucking I was going to give Erin. A soft moan escaped her lips as the head nestled between her nether lips and as I pushed into her, I saw her eyes close. 
When I was completely buried in her, I stroked back and forth a few times, savoring the wet flesh of her pussy sucking on my cock. With her legs almost straight up my chest, I wrapped my arms around thighs and began to fuck my beautiful teacher in earnest. I found a pace that I could keep where I could pull almost my entire shaft out of her before plunging it back inside her. Her pussy felt really good around my cock and I continued to fuck her with vigor. It didn't take long for me to begin sweating and soon I could drops of my sweat running down my face and body. Shortly after this, I felt Professor Grant pushing up against me. I looked up and saw that her right hand was gripping the side of her desk and that her left hand was moving down her body. I continued to pump her hard, but watched her hand moving down between her legs. I parted her legs a little when she pushed and felt her fingertips at the union of my cock and her pussy. She moaned softly as she felt my shaft sawing in and out of her soaking hole. Then she slid her fingers back up enough to begin playing with her clit. I felt her begin to clench and unclench those wonderful pussy muscles and knew it wouldn't be long before I came. I looked up and saw that she had her eyes squeezed shut, putting all her concentration into the sensations her pussy was providing me. Do it, she said. Do it, come in my wet pussy, don't worry about me, just fuck me, fuck my cunt and fill it with your cum. Hearing this, my hips started pumping as fast and hard. I wanted to do just that, come my beautiful teacher soaking pussy one last time. That's it Justin, right now, give it to me, don't you want to, want to come in my cunt, one last time. I could feel my balls tightening up. I was there. Yes baby, now, come in my cunt now. And come I did. My arms locked around her thighs and my hips shot forward against her one last time. My cock lurched so hard I knew she felt it. Yes, yes, come in me, come in with you, fill me, please fill me. She got her wish. My first shot of cum drove her to one final orgasm. Her words made me push so hard to come, I could feel the muscles around my prostrate squeezing to give her every bit I had. I felt my cock pulse again and again. I felt her pussy squeeze again and again on my shaft. I have never come so hard or so much in my life. My entire body seemed to be contracting and the body of my professor was matching me movement for movement. As we lay there panting hard, I looked at my professor. Thank you, Professor Grant. Thank you so much, Aaron. You're welcome. She replied and leaned up to kiss me softly. And thank you, Justin. As I started to pull out, she asked me if I could carry her to the couch first. Pulling her to me, I felt her wrap her legs around my waist and her arms around my neck. I put my hands under the cheeks of her ass and slowly proceeded to the couch. The street lights and city lights provided some low illumination for the room, which made it possible to navigate. I laid her down and pulled my wet cock from her. You should go get cleaned up. She told me as she pulled the blanket around her body that I gathered my clothes and went into the bathroom, shutting the door before turning on the light. Ten minutes later, I turned the light off and returned to the office. I knelt down and looked Professor Grant in the eyes. I cupped her cheek with my hand and kissed her tenderly. She didn't move, but returned the kiss. That kiss was the perfect way to end our fantasies. She told me. Thank you, Justin. Yes, it is. Would you like me to wait and walk you to your car? No. I'm going to rest for a bit. Then I think I will go home and spend the entire weekend in bed, sleeping. As you wish, Aaron. I said and leaned up to kiss her forehead gently. She smiled and closed her eyes. I left her office and made certain the door shut very softly. I walked to my car daydreaming about Professor Aaron Grant. As I started my car, it occurred to me that she would be my professor again in two years. I wondered if I should show up late to her finals then too. Chapter 02 Birthday Surprises My thanks to everyone who left comments and wrote emails. My apologies for this next chapter taking as long as it did. The bulk of it was spent figuring out where I wanted the characters to go, and that took quite a bit of time. I hope everyone will find it to be as fun of a ride as I do. Finally, there will not be a two-month waiting time between the chapters that follow. Nick It was the Thursday after my encounter with Professor Grant. The next day was my birthday. Three members of our crowd were going back to their schools tomorrow morning, so we decided to go out tonight. Daryl, Jeff, and Sheila all went to Ivy League schools. Carla, David, Heidi, Sarah, Tony, and I all went to schools local to us in California with Carla and David going to a different UC campus. Heidi and Sarah had decided upon a club called Zen. The fact that Heidi's brother was the manager and let us in certainly didn't hurt. 
Rick, Heidi's brother, was like a big brother to us all and knew we wouldn't do anything out of control. Rick had only one condition though. We had to leave all our keys with him, and he would check to see how much we had to drink before giving them back. Carla didn't drink at all, so she had driven her parents' van and drove everyone but Sarah and I. We were seated at a large corner table to keep us away from casual eyes. The ride over was an interesting one. I have known Sarah since for twelve years. We were extremely close friends, bordering on being family. We knew each other so well that at times it was scary. I keep things pretty close to the vest, even from my friends. I cannot keep things from Sarah. She took one look at me and somehow knew that I had gotten laid. Sarah was relentless in her attempts to ascertain the identity of the girl in question. Evidently, I was glowing and she had to know who caused it. I finally had to tell her that I gave my word to the person in question that I would never reveal her identity. In twelve years, Sarah has never known me to break a promise once I give it, even when it has cost me personally. Hearing this, Sarah finally relented and then I made her promise me not to share this with others in our group. I did not want to turn around and defend myself all night long. She made it abundantly clear that her curiosity was piqued but gave me her word that she would keep it to herself. We got to the club and the gathering of old friends took her mind off the question. The club was hopping and everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves. I was surprised at the mix of people as there were people in their twenties, thirties, and forties here. While I'm not too big on dancing, I certainly cannot complain when two girls at a time are taking me to the dance floor and focusing solely on me. Plus the evening went on, the girls got a bit more flirtatious on the dance floor, which delighted me to no end. Of course, since none of them was going to finish me off, it was going to make for a long drive home later. Sarah and Sheila in particular enjoyed dancing with me. I was closest to them, going back to events in high school. While we would never date, we thoroughly enjoyed teasing each other to no end. As if I was going to complain. I had Sarah behind me, pushing her large, firm tits into my back and Sheila in front of me, grinding her ass against the bulge in my jeans. If she did not have a boyfriend back at Harvard, she would have made certain I went home with a happy conclusion to the night. Like I said, we would never date, but that didn't stop Sheila and I from helping each other out from time to time. When we got back to the table, we saw that the gang had put down another round of shots. We were having a good time. There was the tales of our years in high school and stories of our college adventures to that point. Everyone had a horror story to tell about a particular professor. Heidi started with Professor Grant. Chemistry was not easy for Heidi, and it took no small amount of effort from the rest of us to get her through Professor Grant's class with A.B. She was almost done sharing the experience of that class when her smile faded and all the color drained from her face. Oh shit, Heidi said. What? Tony asked. Professor Grant is here, Heidi stated. And she's coming this way. We all turned to look. Heidi was correct. There was Aaron Grant, and she was dressed to the nines. All of the events from last Friday ripped through my brain like a storm and my cock was hard in seconds. Professor Grant and two other women walked over to our table. Heidi quickly related the story of the chemistry professor from hell. With all the alcohol in her, Heidi was beginning to freak over the thought that Professor Grant might call the cops or something else to bring attention to the fact that underage kids were in the club drinking. Don't you think you're just a little too young to be in here? Professor Grant asked. Heidi launched into a stream of words about how sorry she was when Professor Grant cut her off. Relax, Miss Taylor. She replied with a smile. I'm not going to say anything. Actually, I came over here to apologize to a few of you. May we sit down? Heidi just nodded. Of course, Professor Grant. I said that to you make room. Sarah jumped into my lap and Sheila jumped into Tony's. I hoped she wouldn't say anything about what a hard seat she had. Sarah just looked at me and smiled as she took a sip of her drink. The women took their seats and joined us at our table. And please, for the next few hours, I would like you all to call me Aaron. Professor Grant said. Heidi just nodded again. This is my sister Allison. Aaron stated looking at the brunette with blue eyes who sat down to left of her. Good evening. Allison said. I hope you don't mind us crashing your table. And this is one of my closest friends, Maria. Aaron continued indicating the dark-haired woman on the other side of Allison. I don't think they mind. Maria said with a grin and a nod. We followed her nod to David and Jeff who were openly staring at the three sets of breasts that just joined our party. Sheila started laughing out loud, while Sarah just smiled and explained that David and Jeff didn't get out much. Carla was definitely annoyed. Sitting between the two guys, she pinched both of them in the arm. 
David and Jeff immediately realized they had been caught, and the women just started laughing. The two of them just turned a bright shade of crimson. I can't really say I blamed either of them. If Aaron Grant was one side of a coin, then Allison was the other. While Aaron was a blonde, Allison was a brunette, but both shared those amazing blue eyes. I think Aaron was just a little shorter, but since all the ladies were wearing heels, I couldn't be certain. I have no doubt that, like me, Daryl, David, Jeff, and Tony all noticed that Allison had slightly smaller breasts than her sister. Not that it really mattered because she was still stacked. She just wasn't as stacked as Aaron and Maria. Where both Allison and Aaron were fair skinned, Maria had slightly darker complexion. Without knowing any more about her, I would guess that Maria was from the Italian or Spanish regions of the Mediterranean. Maria was definitely taller than either Allison or Aaron by three or four inches. All three women were dressed elegantly, but each outfit did provide enough of a view to perceive the curves hidden beneath. I am certain that every male at our table noticed that the swell of Maria's bust was every bit equal to Aaron's. You seem to have him housebroken, though. Allison commented to Sarah. I wouldn't say he's housebroken. Sarah replied. Justin's much better at looking without being caught, but trust me when I say part of him has definitely noticed your arrival. Now it was my turn to blush while the ladies laughed. Sarah emphasized her point by wiggling in my lap and now everyone joined in. When my eyes drifted to Aaron, she was laughing but looking straight at Sarah. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought Aaron was actually jealous of Sarah. But he isn't mine. Sarah continued. I looked up at Sarah and her looking right back at Aaron. I wondered if Sarah saw the same thing in Aaron's eyes. Fortunately, Heidi kept the conversation going. You said something about an apology? She inquired. Do you mind? Aaron asked while indicating a round of vodka shots that had just been delivered to the table. Sarah leaned forward and handed one of the shots to Aaron and made offers to Allison and Maria as well. Sarah took one and together the four women downed the shots in one quick motion. I looked over at Heidi and I was beginning to think someone was going to have to slap her back to reality. When they were finished, Aaron raised her hand and ordered another round for everyone. She then took a deep breath and began to speak. Thinking back to the events this past quarter, and I believe I have been more than a little, tough on your class. I have no excuse and I apologize for being as harsh as I was. We all sat in silence. Why? A voice asked that it was Heidi who had spoken. Why was I such a bitch? Aaron said, finishing Heidi's question. Well, yes. Heidi responded. Without pause, Aaron offered her explanation. She spoke of her ex-husband and the divorce that she went through. Her ex, the dirtbag that he was, had taken up with his secretary. The secretary was of course much younger. But that was only the tip of the iceberg. Aaron recounted their last few years together. She had been clueless as to the affair. When he stopped being affectionate, Aaron had joined a gym. When he stopped initiating sex, Aaron tried lingerie and other outfits to pique his interest. She had just about accepted that she was in a sexless marriage when he dropped the bomb and told her he wanted a divorce. He stated her failures as a wife. In his mind, she had placed her career above their marriage and family when she spent six years getting her doctorate degrees. Because of that, she had been a horrible role model to their daughters. Because of the energy she poured into pursuing her degrees, she had left their bed cold and empty. The dirtbag even went so far as to tell that it didn't really matter because she wasn't that good in bed anyway. His last comment before leaving was to tell her that as he looked back on their marriage, she had lost the one thing that attracted him to her in the first place. Her looks thought if he had wanted to devastate Aaron, he had all but succeeded. She was in tears and it was then that they heard the gasps. They turned to find that their daughters had returned early from the mall. Before either girl could say a word, the man lashed out at them for eavesdropping. Then he left. At first they thought he would be back, but after looking in the den and master bedroom they saw that he had already taken those things that were important to him. Family pictures remained, but his clothes, awards, degrees, and other personal affects were gone. In his wake, he left the three of them wondering if they had ever truly known this man. Fortunately, Aaron's daughters were there for her. They spent the next few weeks watching out for their mother. They took over the day-to-day -day activities of maintaining a home. The two cooked and cleaned. They also made certain their mother knew not only much they loved her, but also how great a role model she had been. Her daughters were also there in another, and all too critical way. While she had been clueless her husband's activities, her daughters had not. They never said anything because they never had any concrete proof and they did not want to destroy their family over suspicions. 
In a few short minutes, their father had torn himself away from their family. His words freed them to act on what they did know, and act they did. While Aaron was struggling to keep some semblance of a life for her daughters, they had gone to work putting together the pieces of his activities the previous year. Then, they took what they had to three women who were childhood friends of Aaron, friends who were also attorneys in a mid-sized law firm. Even if they weren't motivated, these women were efficient in their tasks. Within three weeks, they had everything they needed to take him to the cleaners. They took that lousy dirt bag to town. Maria interjected. Because he tried to hide it all, she got the house, the cars, the cabin in Arrowhead, the two townhomes, and half of the little nest egg he thought he had safely hidden. To speed up the divorce, Aaron agreed to no alimony but he was going to have to pay child support. When he found out his children had played a part in his loss, he went nuts. Right there in the courtroom, he called his own daughters. Ungrateful little whores who wouldn't get a fucking cent from him. Of course, the judge saw it differently. He doubled the child support and extended it through college. Then there was the cherry on the Sunday. The soon-to-be ex-husband stormed out of the court, slamming the doors in the process. The judge looked at the bailiffs and told them to go get him. When he was brought back, the man was yelling about his rights. Although his lawyer managed to shut him up, the judge placed him in contempt of court and fined him $1,000. His response was less than complimentary. It took the judge increasing the fine to $5,000 and ordering him serve five days in jail before he finally shut his mouth. With a final bang of the judge's gavel, Aaron had won, but it was a hollow victory. The man Aaron planned to grow old with had crushed her emotionally. She felt betrayed and hurt. She had just started to get past the pain when she saw him with his new wife this past New Year's Eve. The new wife decided to try to even things out. She rubbed it in about the vacation they had just taken to Bora Bora and Italy. These were two places Aaron had always wanted to vacation at, but he never had the time to take her. Evidently, the dirtbag had made time with her. This was what finally pushed Aaron over the edge. All the negative feelings just boiled to the surface and came out. Two days later, I was informed that I was going to be teaching a freshman class in addition to my normal course load. Aaron said. Regrettably, I believe I took it out on those kids. I took it out on four of you. I can't apologize to everyone in that class, but when I saw you four sitting here I just had to come over and say something. It wasn't really your fault. Sarah said. I imagine I would have probably done the same thing. Maria was right. I said. What a dirtbag. The rest of our crowd agreed, as we all offered comments reflecting our newfound low opinion of Aaron's ex-husband. Heidi and Sarah went over to Aaron and gave her a hug. It must have been a woman thing, because I really did not understand the significance of that. So did Justin's actions last week with your daughter have anything to do with your revelation? Sarah asked. Yes, Aaron replied. I would have never believed that a man would help my girls or me and not expect anything out of it. So you're the one who helped Michelle? Allison asked. Yes, I said. Within seconds I found myself getting a hug from her. I tried my best to hide the fact that I really liked feeling her mash her chest against me. She pulled back and gave me a light peck on the cheek and I could see Aaron smiling over her shoulder. If my chest burned from having her breasts pressed against, my back burned from the envy of Daryl, David, Jeff, and Tony. Carla, Heidi, Sarah, and Sheila gushed about what a nice guy I was. Then they teased me about being a man now. Everyone laughed at that, but I didn't mind because it lightened the mood. That was pretty cool of the judge to throw him in jail too, Tony said. I didn't know they could do that. Oh yes, Allison said. We have broad authority in the courtroom, especially when someone goes too far and is declared in contempt of court. Oh shit, Heidi said. She was just verbalizing what we were all thinking. Allison said, we, meaning she was a judge as well. Sarah was 21, but the rest of us were underage. Here was a sitting judge and there were underage people consuming alcohol. It seemed the night could take a decidedly bad turn for us and an even worse one for Rick since he had let us in. Oh shit is right, Allison said. I cannot condone underage drinking. Allie, Aaron exclaimed. You can't really. Allison cut her off with a wave of her hand. However, since two of you appear to be designated drivers and because Justin did such a decent thing for my niece last week, I would be willing to overlook at this one time on two conditions. I think even Aaron had joined the nine of us in sitting on the edge of our seats. One, that someone take my sister out on the dance floor. It's her birthday and I want, no way, 
Sarah interrupted. Tomorrow is Justin's birthday. That seals it, young man. Allison stated while pointing at me. You are taking my sister on the dance floor. Smiling at me, Aaron said. Well, if you insist, Allie, I suppose I can settle for him out there. Dot. I'd like to see you dancing with one of your students. Maria commented. How very taboo. Allison just giggled at that comment. Yes. Allison said almost purring. That would be so out of character for you, sis. In the next instant, I could feel all eyes upon me. The girls obviously loved the prospect of seeing me out on the dance floor with the Professor Grant. The guys were, I think, envious of my nomination. Older or not, Aaron Grant was a goddess. I have no doubt any of them would have stepped onto the dance floor with Aaron. Two, Allison said adding a dramatic pause. All eyes were back on her now. You let me buy the next round. A bunch of sighs came from around the group. Bitch, Maria said while laughing. Hag, Allison replied and just stuck her tongue out at her. Allison ordered a round of tequila shots, requesting something called patron. Maria asked for two glasses of water for everyone seated. While we waited, I asked how Michelle was. A few others asked what happened last Friday, so I recounted the story from last Friday, Michelle's accident, me showing up late, Officer Cole's driving me up to the chemistry building and then relaying what had occurred to Aaron, and Aaron's decision to let me take some extra time to finish the exam. Of course, I left out what happened after I turned in my final exam. So is Michelle all right? I asked. Aaron filled in the blanks. Officer Coles had relayed the extent of Michelle's injuries and that the paramedics had said they were superficial. Aaron would have liked to leave to go to the hospital, but all of the other chemistry exams had finished Wednesday meaning most of the faculty would not have been on campus. Using her radio, Officer Coles discovered that Michelle had already called her sister from the hospital to pick her up. When we got back to her office, Aaron had called her house. Her other daughter Catherine had already picked Michelle up and they were both at home. Michelle suffered a cut over her eye and some bruises but that was the extent of her injuries. She was already planning to go down to San Diego to join her friends for spring break the next day. All of this was a great relief to Aaron. The shots arrived and Allison quickly passed them around. She explained that patron was new but that it was very good. She offered cheers to the birthday girl. Aaron offered cheers to the birthday boy while nodding in my direction. Then all the shot glasses tilted back. I've never been much of a drinker and I really don't go for tequila, but I have to admit the patron was really good. As we downed the shots. I love rock and roll. By Joan Jett started playing. Aaron stood up and took two steps to me. She took my hand said, I believe you are mine Mr. Rhodes, before leading me to the dance floor. I don't know if my friends were saying anything, because my brain was reliving the hours I spent with Aaron in her office last Friday. When we hit the floor, Aaron spun around and put her wrists on my shoulders. My hands went for her hips and we were moving. For the first few moments, I simply stared into her eyes. Damn, she looked good tonight. She wore some mascara and dark eyeliner, which only seemed to add to her allure. The lip gloss had worn a bit with the drinks we had taken, but still made her soft lips stand out that much more. She didn't need to wear any makeup though. Aaron was simply breathtaking. I wanted to take her in my arms and kiss her deeply. And I almost didn't care who saw. I want to kiss you as well. She said that I just smiled and enjoyed being this close to her again. I have to tell you. She started. I've been thinking about you nonstop since Friday. I finished. She just moved closer as we continued to sway to the beat of the music. Yes. I can't tell you how much I needed that. You don't have to. I can see it in your eyes now as much as I saw it last Friday. She smiled at me, leaned in and then spun around as the song changed. Her hands reached back and grabbed my belt. She used the advantage to grind herself against me. Damn, she smelled good. But that paled in comparison to how she felt. Her ass rubbed up and down my front side, and it felt damn good. I know she felt it because she started concentrating her efforts on bulging my jeans. I know that song only lasted a little more than four minutes, but what a great four minutes. The song ended, but our dance continued into the next. Aaron turned again and hooked her arms around my neck. She just stared into my eyes with that same look from last Friday. It's as if she was taking a quick minute to think over something. Then her eyes changed, and Aaron Grant smiled the softest smile I have ever seen. I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. Since it's my birthday today and yours tomorrow, we should celebrate. She stated. 
You mean more than we are right now? Yes. Right now is for the people close to us. They celebrating the occasion with us, but I believe we should commemorate our birthdays in a far more personal way. The dramatic pause she used with those last two words conveyed exactly what she had in mind. I couldn't wish for a better way to celebrate my birthday. When you are done with your friends this evening, could you stop by? Aaron, I would love to stop by. My answer was received in the exact manner I had hoped. She just moaned and stared deeply into my eyes. She gave me her address, which was relatively close to the university and to Sarah's apartment complex. It would be a short drive after I dropped Sarah off. And all of a sudden I was glad Sheila had a boyfriend back at Harvard. With that, we noticed most of the others joining us on the dance floor. With a peck to my cheek, Erin thanked me for the dance as her friends and mine moved in around us. Over the next few hours, it took everything I had not to steal glances at her. Fortunately, there were plenty of people to keep me occupied. Sarah and Sheila did their dance again with me. Not to be outdone, Allison, Aaron, and Maria gave me their version. Talk about jaw-dropping. Eventually, we all made our way back to the table, knowing the evening had to end.as we approached the table. Allison and Maria discussed dropping off Aaron before heading back across town to where they both lived. While it was only a twenty-minute drive, it was clear that they were in the opposite direction. As if the night couldn't get any better, Sarah offered a ride to Aaron. She explained that her apartment complex was near campus and since Aaron's place was in the same direction, it was silly to have them drop her off only to drive back across town. And just like that, I was driving Aaron and Sarah home. The night was getting better and better. From the gleam in Aaron's eyes I could tell she felt the same. Sarah and the other gals headed for the bathroom. I would never understand that group bathroom thing. Tony and I went to the bathroom as well, while Aaron and Allison headed outside. As I exited the restroom, I bumped into Maria and Sarah. We made our way outside and the first thing that caught our eyes was some guy speaking loudly at Aaron. He wasn't yelling, but it was obvious he didn't care who heard him. It's the dirtbag, Maria said. Her ex. I looked at Sarah and I could see she was pissed. She looked back at me and told me to follow her lead. And then Sarah did something that was just so. Sarah. She walked right up to Aaron and kissed her full on the lips. I walked up in time to participate in a conversation that most people pay money to see in the movies. Are you ready to go? Sarah asked as she pulled away from Aaron. I could see her mouth. Trust me. To Aaron. Who the hell are you? The Aaron's ex-husband asked. Ignoring him completely, Aaron simply answered. Yes. The dirtbag repeated his question with more anger in his voice and took a step towards Sarah. I stepped between them. Hi. I said. I'm Justin. This is Sarah. I will ask to you to be more respectful when addressing a lady. Whatever. What are you doing kissing? You would be Paul. Sarah asked cutting him off. Yes. Sarah slowly turned around and stepped to my left side. She looked Paul and the woman next to him up and down before she continued speaking. Well, Paul, since you are divorced, I don't see how it is any of your business who I am or who I am kissing. But since I have grown so fond of Aaron, I'll tell you anyway. My name is Sarah. Justin is my boyfriend and I love him with every single fiber of my being. Paul, like everyone else there, had to be wondering where in the world this was going. And while he has never asked, I know that like any other red-blooded man on the planet he would love to spend an evening with two women. So for his birthday, I wanted to arrange just that and I have spent weeks searching for just right the person to bring to our bed. And I have had zero luck in finding just the right person until tonight when Aaron walked in. Paul started laughing. Is this what you have stooped to? Begging for sex with people half your age. Listen, Pencil Dick, let me make this crystal clear. Sarah continued. I spent over an hour this evening feeling Aaron out on the subject before I spent another hour quite literally begging her to go through with it. That's right. I begged her. I mean just look at her. She is fucking gorgeous. After my pleading with her, Aaron finally relented and let me tell you something. It's not going to be something she will ever regret. Justin and I are going to take her home and spend the next 24 hours worshipping this woman for what she is, a real life, down-to-earth goddess. Fuck I'm getting wet just thinking about it. Paul was getting visibly upset by this time. Aaron stepped to my right side at this point. Oh yeah, let me give you one more little detail about what's in store for Justin. He has no problem going three or four times in a night. With that in mind, Aaron and I have devised a number of surprises for him, and this is one of them. 
Sarah turned to face me presenting her side to Paul and the woman with him. After he fucks that goddess and fills her with his cum, he is going to finally get my tight 21-year-old virgin ass. I would later hear from Allison and Maria who were behind us that as Sarah said that, she slid her arm down her body. She traced it over her hips and stopped at her ass. She then patted it a few times to emphasize the point that I turned to look down at Sarah in genuine shock. She was looking up at me. That's right baby, you finally get my ass. But more than that, Aaron has agreed to let me eat your cum out of her while you finally take my ass. Because I cannot imagine anything hotter for my man than letting you have Aaron, and then letting you watch me devour your cum out of her as you sink your thick cock into me and take my last cherry. I love you baby. Allison and Maria told us later that the look in Paul's eyes said everything. At the time I couldn't see his reaction though. Sarah was kissing me. As she pulled away, Sarah whispered. Kiss her. Aaron, I can't thank you enough. Damn baby, I am dripping. Can we go now? You ready? I asked Aaron before I leaned over and kissed her softly on the lips. Aaron was staring straight up at me. Her eyes said it all. Paul the dirtbag was part of her past. She didn't even look at him when she finally answered. Absolutely. She said with a mischievous look in her eye. Sarah isn't the only one dripping right now. Paul grabbed the hand of the woman next to him and stormed past us. Aaron never took her eyes off mine the entire time. When he got inside, everyone burst out laughing. Everyone that is, but Aaron. She pulled Sarah and me into a tender embrace, a silent measure of thanks for the comeuppance that had been meted out on her behalf. While she held us, she started laughing as well. Now that was worth waiting for. Allison said as she walked up and hugged her sister. Maria came up and kissed me on the cheek. That's for what you just did for Aaron. Where in the hell did that come from? Asked Sarah. On behalf of my friend, how can I ever thank you? Maria inquired. Are you kidding me? Sarah said grinning. Thank me? I would have paid money to say all of that to such a pathetic little man. Allison hugged me tightly and then hugged Sarah. Thank you both. That was priceless. We all continued laughing out to the parking lot. It turned out that the scene was a jaw-dropper for everyone. Allison and Maria told us of the look on Paul's face at the precise moment when Sarah patted her ass. Nor could they believe that Paul had effective been one-upped in a way he would never be able to top. My friends couldn't believe I actually leaned over and kissed my professor on the lips. They said it was priceless watching Paul's reaction because in their view, it was the cherry on the sundae. When I kissed Aaron. Heidi in particular would not stop going on and on about what she just saw. For my part, I absolutely loved the fact that I got to kiss Aaron Grant in public, in front of my friends, and hers. I knew I would never be able to tell anyone what happened last Friday or what would happen later tonight. But for a few minutes, I got to indulge the idea that this was a commonplace thing, that it would be acceptable to show Aaron that kind of affection in front of the people that mattered to me. It may sound strange, but in those minutes, I knew Aaron felt the same. Goodbyes were exchanged shortly thereafter, and I led the ladies to my car. Indulging the women just a bit, I opened the reed doors on each side to allow them to sit in the back while I drove them home. I started the engine and the three of us were on our way. The girls sat in the back going back and forth over what had occurred. Aaron directed me as needed to make turns as I headed to drop her off first. At one point Aaron asked, When you said all of that, how did you know Justin would follow your lead so well? We've known each other since he was seven and I was nine. I know him forwards and backwards, just as he knows me. When I told him to follow my lead, I knew he wouldn't give up my bluff. Sarah reached up and patted my shoulder at that. I know very little about him, but what I do know tells me he has a lot of character. Aaron added, Oh yes. If he gives you his word, you can take it to the bank. I'm not the only one. I interjected. Sarah's word is her bond. She'll go through heaven and hell to keep it. Sarah simply smiled, but it was true. In our group, she knew almost everything about me. In fact, there were only two things she didn't know. Or rather two people, Aaron and Morina. Since we're being so honest here, I have a confession to make. That comment got Aaron's attention and mine. My vibrator is going to get quite a workout tonight. Without hesitation, Aaron said. Yours isn't the only one, Sarah. They started laughing and Sarah saw my smile at that comment. She told me to take those thoughts home and enjoy. In the rearview mirror, I grinned at her, if she only knew why. Sarah was just looking at me and I saw her lips slowly form a very mischievous smile. Maybe it was the alcohol.
Maybe it was the emotional high over what she had just pulled off. Maybe it was a combination of the two. Whatever it was, even I didn't see her next comment coming. Why use a vibrator? I have a much better idea. Take the birthday boy home instead. Aaron's just stared at her. I just stared at her. Sarah just continued. Seriously. From Justin's reaction to your arrival this evening, I know you turn him on. Aaron's eyes glanced up at mine in the mirror. I was looking straight at her. Aaron, in the past few hours, I have developed a true fondness for you. I know what it feels like to deal with that level of betrayal and disappointment. Outside of school, I could actually see us being close friends. Really? I was thinking the same about you, Sarah. As I came to a stop at a street light, the two hugged with that exchange. So if you're worried about anyone ever finding out, I promise I would never say a thing. But Sarah, I have to ask. Could I trust Justin with such a secret? Absolutely. Sarah replied. Get him to look you in the eyes and promise. He has never made a promise and broken it. Well, Mr. Rhodes? Aaron said looking at my eyes in the rearview mirror dot I turned to face Aaron Grant. I repeated the words I said to her last Friday. I won't tell a soul, Aaron. Not one. Not ever. Aaron smiled and then looked down. She was really considering letting Sarah in on the meeting we arranged for later this evening. The light turned green, so I started driving again. Sarah could see that she was on the fence too. She said one final thing in an effort to convince Aaron to go for it. After everything you have been through, Aaron, do yourself this favor. Make it a birthday treat. Let your hair down. I could not believe how hard Sarah was selling the idea to Aaron. In the rearview mirror, my eyes looked at Sarah with genuine gratitude. Whatever Aaron's decision, Sarah had really gone to bat for me tonight. Friends like that were few and far between. And my eyes moved to Aaron. She was looking up and had a gleam in her eye. She was really going to do it. She was going to tell Sarah that she would take me home. My mind raced with the thought. There would be one person I would be able to talk to about in regards to Aaron. It wasn't about gloating or bragging. It was about being able to tell just one person how much Aaron had rocked my world. I hoped I would be able to convey to Aaron how much that meant to me. Okay, Aaron said. I'll take him home. Yes, I thought. You hear that, Justin? This woman is counting on you to make her birthday truly memorable. You better fuck her senseless. Maybe it was the alcohol. Maybe it was the emotional high over she had from finally seeing her ex-husband on the losing end of the stick. Maybe it was a combination of the two. Whatever it was, even I didn't see Aaron's next comment coming. Since we're being so honest here, Sarah, I have a confession to make. He already has. Sarah's eyes darted to the rearview mirror. Oh my. Sarah started. She could see it in my eyes. She looked back at Aaron. You were last Friday? Aaron just smiled. I might have been worried that she thought I had said something to Sarah, but I could see it in her eyes. Aaron knew better. You were last Friday. Sarah repeated. It wasn't a question this time. After following her directions for the past ten minutes, Aaron finally said her house was the next one on the right. I got out of the car to open Aaron's door for her and Sarah joined me. As we stood in front of Aaron's house, Sarah looked me dead in the eyes. I know you would have never told me who it was, but answer me this. I've seen you after you've gotten laid, but I have never seen you glow before. Last Friday was more than sex for you, wasn't it? My eyes darted to see Aaron's looking at me with both affection and hope. I kept her gaze when I replied. Sarah, last Friday I connected with Aaron on levels I would have never believed possible. There is a corner of my heart that will always belong to her. I saw Aaron's eyes grow a little misty when I said that. Sarah threw her arms around me and hugged me tight. She knew that I have had crushes. She knew there had been a couple people I really liked. But she also knew I had never said anything like that about someone before. Okay then my good friend, I have a birthday present for you. I think you have done enough. I said. You're staying at my place until Sunday. Before I could react, she added. At least that is what I am going to tell your parents. She looked at Aaron. His parents love me. His mom even takes me shopping a couple times a year. I am going to tell them he is staying with me until Sunday. That is if you think you can handle having him for a few days straight. I think I can keep him occupied for a few days. Aaron replied with a big smile. Good, because this comes with a condition for each of you. Aaron, you and I are going to have a sit-down soon. I have never seen my best friend gush over anyone this much before so I expect you to treat him well. 
I want to hear all about last Friday as well as this weekend. I want to know what you did to turn him upside down. Deal. Aaron replied. Okay, I need your number in case I have to get a message to Justin, and I need your keys so your car can stay at my place to give this little hoax the illusion of believability. I gave Sarah my keys while they exchanged numbers. As for you, Justin. Sarah directed towards me. Yes? Wreck her. Sarah commanded me. I just smiled. Sarah winked at me, got in my car, and started to drive off. Aaron took me by the hand and led me inside in her home. She didn't say a word. She just unlocked her door, pulled me inside, and locked the door again. She leaned up and kissed me deeply. I returned her kiss. I felt her pour every once of affection and every urge of lust that we had shared last Friday into that kiss. She pulled away, turned, and took four steps to the couch that was but a few feet away. The couch was one of two in the room. Each one faced the other. The one she chose had its back to the foyer we had just stepped through. She bent over the arm and looked over at me. However, the woman that looked back at me wasn't just Aaron the goddess. The woman that looked back at me wasn't just Professor Grant. In her eyes I saw a beast, a wild beast whose eyes were telling me to do one thing. Those eyes said only three words, fuck, me, now dot be why the time I reached the couch, my jeans were unbuttoned and unzipped. My left hand pulled up her dress over her waist, while my right started pushing my jeans and underwear down my legs. I switched hands. My left hand pushed the other side of my clothes down past my hips while my right hand caressed her ass. She moaned at my touch. As my cock sprang free, I reached into the black thong Aaron was wearing and tore it from her body. She groaned her approval. As I slid the head to the opening of her pussy, I could tell Aaron was soaking. I felt her hand meet my cock and guide it in. As I pushed into her pussy, I moaned at the feeling. My goddess was hot. My goddess was wet. I looked up and saw that her eyes were on fire. We had plenty of time to make love. Right now, Aaron Grant needed to be fucked. To be perfectly honest, I wanted to do nothing more than that. Five minutes. Just let me last five minutes. I remember thinking that as I started stroking in and out of her. Part of me wanted to pleasure her. Part of me needed to pleasure her, to make my goddess come and come hard. I hoped five minutes would be enough to achieve this goal because being inside Aaron again already had my balls boiling. Then I looked down into her eyes and saw the beast staring back at me. When I saw those eyes, the part of me that wanted to pleasure her was no longer in control. My hips just started moving of their own accord. If her eyes were on fire, then her pussy was a furnace. It felt so right to have her hot flesh wrapped around my cock like this. My hands were on her hips. One of Aaron's arms was holding the arm of the couch, giving her just a little advantage. She wasn't pushing back at me. She was doing everything she could to stay in that perfect spot, so I could fuck her as hard and fast as possible. I know her other arm was beneath her body because I could feel her fingertips every now and then. She was grunting every time I slammed into her. I wasn't in her for a minute when her groans got louder. A small part of me registered that she was getting close to orgasm. I could hear that small voice in the distance. Four minutes. Just four more minutes. A far larger part of me didn't knowing anything of her orgasm or about time. All it knew was the instinctive need to keep pounding my shaft into her over and over. And pound her I did. I could feel her pussy getting wetter. I could even hear the squishing sounds of our coupling over the sounds of my flesh slapping against hers. She was so close and yet so very much of me didn't care. She was a woman who needed to be fucked. I was a man who needed to fuck her. Her head shot up as she screamed through her orgasm. I was grunting as I fucked her through her cum. She shuddered over and over, not that I cared. I was fucking her like I had paid for her. Then the small voice seemed to get a little louder. Three minutes. Just three more minutes. I knew what that little voice wanted. It wanted to give her one more orgasm before I came. The little part of me wanted to pleasure her again before I took my own. It might have won if not for one thing. Aaron had subtly changed the position of her body. Aaron was bent over the side of the couch, but now she had her ass as high in the air as she could hold it. This told me everything I wanted to know at that moment. Aaron was offering her body to me now for my pleasure. The thought made me drive my cock into her pussy harder and harder. I was grunting loudly now and I could feel the burn. I was going to come soon. Very soon. I wasn't going to make three minutes. I wasn't going to make it through another thirty seconds. Then a voice spoke. Do it, right fucking, now, come in my cunt. 
She knew the effect her words would have on me. She knew it would only feed that part of me that was fucking her for my pleasure, not hers. She knew it, and she continued egging me on. Fuck me and fuck me and come damn it, she said with labored breaths that I drove hard into her and pulled back. My balls felt like they were on fire now. I want it, want to feel it. I drove into her again and pulled back. I could feel the cum beginning to race up my shaft. Feel it shooting in me, in my cunt. I drove into her one final time. Erin wailed her final pleas to me. Where your cum belongs, Justin. Where it fucking belongs. I felt my cock explode. My hands held her hips so tightly my knuckles were white. My body heaved against hers, that primal instinct to drive my seed as deep into her as I could. And each time my body heaved against hers, Erin's body shuddered. She was coming with me. That thought made me drive my cock into her that much more. As my orgasm faded, so did my strength. I fell over, just to the right of her. The left half of my body half covered hers. My right arm went over the back of the couch. My head was hanging down between the back of couch and Aaron. Somehow, through all of it, Aaron managed enough strength to push herself up on one arm and cradle her cheek up against mine. I could feel her labored breathing matching my own. Life was good. Eventually, we both caught our breath. As if sharing the same thought, we both turned to share a kiss. She pulled back and looked at me in a way that just melted me. Can you do something for me? She asked in a voice so soft it was barely audible. Anything. I replied. Carry me to my bed. She said. Carry me to my bed and love me, and claim me, and take me, and own me. So I did. Her words gave me renewed strength. I stood up, picked her up, and she melted into my arms. The door at the end of the hallway. She whispered, and like a man carrying his wife across the threshold, I carried Erin upstairs and to her bedroom. For the next few hours, we made love twice before falling asleep. She woke me up just after four in the morning for a more frenzied encore that was just as intimate as the ones before. In those hours, I fell for Erin Grant. By the look in her eyes, I could see that she had fallen for me too. In those hours I loved her, and claimed her, and took her, until I owned her, and she owned me. I woke up with the sun coming through the window and an empty bed. I sat up thinking that it had all been a dream. Upon looking around the room, I realized it wasn't mine and I smiled. It wasn't a dream. I was really in Aaron's home. As I started to wonder where she was, the smell of food hit my nose. I looked over and saw my clothes folded on a chair. Lying next to them was a pair of sweat shorts. After using the bathroom and rinsing my mouth out with mouthwash, I grabbed my underwear, my shirt, and the sweat shorts. I never had the opportunity to ask last night if her daughters were home. Somehow, I didn't think it would go over well to have me walking around the house naked if they were. I dressed and went downstairs. I walked into the kitchen to find Aaron at the oven making omelets. Good morning, she said with a big smile. Good morning to you, I said and kissed her softly. She pulled back after the quick kiss and looked at me. She put down the spatula and turned to me. Aaron leaned up and kissed me deeply. You never cease to surprise me, do you know that? She said as she resumed her efforts on preparing breakfast. How so? No morning breath. She said. I've never had anyone do that before. Get rid of the morning breath. I walked behind her and whispered. You're welcome. Into her ear. The toaster dinged and four halves of English muffins shot up. I moved over to pull them out and place them on the plate left on the counter. I walked them over to the small table that had been mostly set. She had cut up some fresh fruit and placed a few jams on the table, but the beverages were missing. What are you having to drink? I asked. Orange juice. She said and looked over at a cabinet above and to the right of the sink. Glasses are over there. I got two glasses and walked to the fridge. I grabbed the orange juice and headed for the table. She met me there with two plates. Each had an omelet on it. I pulled her chair back for her, and I took my seat after she sat down. Although we kept looking at each other, the plates were empty in minutes. Aaron had made breakfast, so I took the dishes to the sink and started rinsing them off. When I had finished putting them in the dishwasher, I turned to find her grinning at me. Now that we've eaten, it's time for a shower. She said. As we walked up the stairs, I asked. Where are your daughters? She just giggled. They're both in San Diego. Michelle talked Catherine into joining her for spring break. They won't be back until Sunday night, so you have two more days to fuck me in every room of the house.
Now that sounds like a great way to spend a weekend. I said. Doesn't it though? She beat me into the shower, and by the time I joined her, the water was perfect. I pulled her to me and kissed her deeply. As she returned the kiss, she pulled us both under the water. It felt great to have that water cascading over us as we kissed. You were wrong about one thing though. I said as she pulled away from that kiss, she just cocked her head and looked at me. You said now that we've eaten but we haven't. I continued with a grin. I've been fed, but I have yet to eat. I started to kneel down when she pushed me against the wall. You're right, she said with a fire in her eyes. But this is my home and I will be eating first Mr. Rhodes. With that she sank to her knees. She didn't look up. My professor, Aaron Grant, knelt before me in her shower and took my cock into her mouth. I felt her hand cup my balls and gently roll them in her fingers. She pushed her lips further down my shaft until I felt the head of my cock pop into her throat. I felt her swallow around the head and take the remainder of my shaft into her mouth. Fuck, she was good at this. She held my cock there, fully buried in her wonderful mouth for a few seconds before pulling back. As she pulled back, her hand followed and she fell into that exquisite pattern of stroking and sucking me. On the sixth stroke, Erin would take me completely into her mouth again. With her lips around the root of my shaft and my cock head in her throat, she would make swallowing motions as she gently kneaded my balls. Ten seconds later, she again pulled back and worked my shaft in that stroking and sucking fashion. And again on the sixth repetition, she buried my cock in her throat. And again ten seconds later she pulled back and I looked down, but Erin wasn't looking up at me. My goddess was intent on her task. Again she stroked and sucked me. Again she took me deep on the sixth repetition. I was getting very close. She must have felt it because I felt her hum mmm around my cock. As she pulled back this time, she sucked my head harder than before and jacked my cock with her fist. My balls began to tighten up and I nearly jumped when I felt her free hand grab mine. She placed it in her hair and began sucking me deep one last time. I realized that she was giving herself to me. Erin trusted me to hold her head down on my cock when I came, knowing that I would never forcefully choke her. I brought my other hand to her head and held her there. My cock was in her throat for only a second when it exploded. Through it all, Erin never moved, never wavered. She didn't just swallow my seat. She swallowed me. When I was done giving her all that I had, I removed my hands. She slowly let my cock out of her mouth, sucking it the entire way. I pulled her up to me and kissed her deeply. She wrapped her arms around my neck and returned the kiss. Slowly I spun her around, placing her back against the wall. Then I knelt before her. I placed her left knee over my shoulder, revealing her sex to me. Even now she was wet, and it had little to do with the steam from the hot water. I leaned forward and flicked my tongue over her clit. Erin just moaned. Then I wrapped my lips around her swollen button and sucked it into my mouth. I slowly pushed my left hand up her body until it cupped her right breast. As I continued to work her clit, I let her hard nipple fall between the middle and ring fingers of my hand. I pinched gently and the action elicited the response I wanted. Erin moaned loudly. Her moans continued as I worked her body. My hand was squeezing her tit flesh. My fingers gently pinched her nipple. My mouth and tongue worked her sensitive little button. All three labored together, in a rhythm. Erin's moans followed that rhythm. As I sucked her clit, pinched her nipple, and squeezed her breast, Erin moaned loudly. As I backed off of all three of those spots, the moan died off as she took in air. My pace never changed, but I gradually increased the pressure. Only minutes passed before I felt her body begin to shake. Erin was there, on the edge of the cliff waiting for the wave to wash over her. She read my mind when her hands wrapped themselves in my hair. I could feel her beginning to tremble harder now. She needed the leverage, and she needed to know that I was giving myself to her, as she had to me. My hand squeezed hard one final time. My fingers grabbed their prize and held it. And I bit down gently on her clit, trapping it between my teeth and tongue. With her hands in my hair, Erin let the wave wash over her. She shook and moaned constantly for what seemed like minutes. In reality, I know it was only twenty seconds or so. It didn't matter. I wanted that orgasm to crash down over her. Her hands let go of my hair. I slid up her body. She just gazed into my eyes when I picked her up. She put her arms around my shoulders for leverage and wrapped her legs around me. I just started her eyes as she stared into mine. Silently, we both savored the feeling as she lowered her pussy down onto my hard cock. 
When I was fully rooted in her, she wrapped her legs tightly around me. I pushed her against the wall. There in her shower, we made love. In that position, I could only manage to get a few inches of movement back and forth. Pinned against the wall with her legs wrapped around me, those few inches were all she needed. Between my thick shaft splitting her open and my body grinding against her clit, Aaron started coming almost immediately, and she didn't stop. One seemed to follow the next. She kissed me, moaning into my mouth. I kept thrusting. A couple of minutes later she pulled back. Her moans had grown more powerful, and she needed the air. I kept thrusting. Aaron's moaning turned into wailing as the orgasms flowed one into the next. I kept thrusting. Over the next fifteen minutes, I managed to keep a measured pace, making certain I kept hitting all the right spots on her body. Eventually, her strength began to wane. Her breathing was beyond heavy, and she was sobbing at this point. I started to slow my pace, but she pleaded with me not to stop until I came in her. I was so close that I just closed my eyes and kept pumping into her. It didn't take long. Soon my cock was pulsing deep within her, sending my seed as far into her welcoming body as possible. With each pulse, Aaron just kept moaning, yes over and over. Yes. I heard her shriek and I opened my eyes to look at her. Only Aaron was looking at me and by the look on her face it was evident that she hadn't made the last sound. Over the sounds of the shower, we could hear moaning offset by the occasional cry of joy. It was clear that these sounds of passion were coming from another woman. I would have been concerned, but Aaron put her finger over her lips and then mouth, follow me, before slowly lowering herself to the floor. She left the water running and cautiously opened the door. Taking two towels from the rack, she handed me one and wrapped the other around her body. We both listened and could still hear continued moaning from our as yet unknown guest. At least she was unknown to me. By Aaron's body language, I had the feeling she knew who it was that had intruded on our moment. From the gleam in her eye, I knew she intended to return the favor. We walked to the door, which was half open. Looking in the mirror, I could see the form of a woman who was half-dressed on the bed. Another cry of joy was let loose and Aaron just grinned at me. She looked at me and mouthed. One, two, three. On three, she opened the door and walked out into her room. Since she had not told me to stay put, I followed her. I only got two steps before I stopped in my tracks. The woman was lying on her back, with her blouse open. A bra similar to the one Aaron wore last Friday was open exposing two large breasts. Both were covered with a light sheen of sweat. One of her hands was tweaking her dark nipple, rolling it back and forth in her fingers. Her other hand was between her legs. Legs which were spread open revealing a hand which was working her pussy furiously. A thong was halfway down her left leg. I couldn't see her face, but I was certain I knew the voice. Then it hit me. The large breasts and the darker complexion meant one thing. It had to be. Are you enjoying yourself, Maria? Aaron asked loudly. Maria bolted upright to find both Aaron and I looking at her. Towels covered our bodies, but hers was still exposed. Yes, Aaron. Maria replied matter-of-factly. I was. Maria didn't blush nor did she make any attempt to hide her breasts. She simply stood up, tucked her truly marvelous tits back into her bra, and buttoned up her blouse. As she did this, Aaron asked. How much did you see? From just before you finished blowing him. I had come over to see how you were after last night. Maria looked over at me and smiled. And it's obvious that you are doing just marvelous. Or should I say being done marvelously? Watching him make you come so quickly with his tongue got me wet. Watching him take you against the wall was divine. But listening to you wail, while he continued to take you was just too much, and the next thing I knew I found myself on your bed just listening and playing. She walked over to her friend and hugged her tightly. She whispered something to Aaron that made Aaron blush and smile. Maria looked at me and said, I'm sorry to have intruded on your moment. Not at all. I replied. Aaron's lucky to have such a good friend. And she's lucky to have found someone who could make her come like that. She said while flashing her eyes at me that I blushed and grinned all at the same time. It was flattering to know that I could drive Aaron to such pleasures. Both women were just smiling at me. Maria did so because I took her compliment with a measure of humility. Aaron did so because she was happy to be with me. At least I hope that's why they were smiling. I have to get to the office. I didn't have any early appointments, so I wanted to drop by. Are you still making lunch tomorrow? I put my arm around Aaron and looked down into her eyes. No, she replied. Can you cover for me? Of course. 
Berea replied. But you know Allison will want a good explanation. I know, Aaron said hugging her friend. Dinner. Monday night, Berea said to Aaron. Monday night, Aaron replied. And I expect every delicious detail. Maria added as she walked out the door. Then she popped her head back around the corner, looked at me, and said, So make certain she has a lot to tell me. Aaron leaned up against me as we listened to the sounds of footsteps then the door opening and closing. She has a key, Aaron said. I'm sorry. For what? I replied. It's obvious you didn't know she was coming over. Aaron leaned up and kissed me. She asked me to go shut off the water and then come to bed. I went into the bathroom and shut off the water. I quickly dried myself off and re-entered the bedroom. Aaron was just slipping into bed, her towel on the floor a few feet away. I crawled into her bed and held my arm up. Within seconds she was curled up against me. Just seconds after that, her eyes were closed. Aaron was asleep soon after, her body in need of some measure of rest after the shower. I found it flattering that this woman could trust me so much as to be able to fall asleep so quickly in my arms. I lay back and closed my eyes as well, joining my goddess in a peaceful sleep. Some time later I awoke. Aaron was still curled up against me. I leaned down and gently kissed her forehead. Looking over at the clock, I could see that it was just past noon. I spent the next half hour with my eyes closed listening to the soft sounds of Aaron breathing and savoring the feeling of her body against mine. In some ways, this seemed so surreal. If it was a dream, then I wanted it to enjoy this reality as long as possible. I felt Aaron stir. I looked down at her face, staring into her eyes. I wanted to watch them open. They did and she smiled softly at me. Can I ask a favor? She whispered. Of course you can. Water, please. You'll have to go downstairs to the kitchen. I got out of bed and enjoyed the reluctance I felt in her grasp. She didn't want me to leave, but she wanted water and knew I would return. I grabbed the sweat shorts from the floor in the event there were other surprise visitors and started for the kitchen. I returned with two large glasses of water. I handed her one and sat on the bed. With one hand holding the covers to her breasts, she accepted the glass and drank it greedily. She wasn't alone. Our activities did exact a price on both us physically and if we were to continue, we would need to pay attention to our physical needs as well as our carnal ones. When both glasses were empty, she placed hers on the nightstand. I did the same. She lay back on the bed and motioned me to join her with her finger. As I moved to join her, she mouthed, no shorts, so I stood and took them off before slipping under the covers with her. She pulled me to her, putting her left leg over my shoulder while stroking my rapidly inflating cock. As she put the head to the lips of her sex, she just mouthed. Use me. I put her other leg over her should and did just that. Aaron stared into my eyes the entire time. It started as whispering, but when we finished together, she was yelling sweet obscenities at me. My cock pulsed so hard it hurt as I shot my seed into her. My eyes never left hers and she leaned up to kiss me deeply as we finished riding out our orgasms that we didn't clean up. We barely moved. I rolled to her side and Aaron curled up against me, laying partly on her side and partly on me. Her left arm was draped across my chest and her left leg was across my left leg. Her head was tucked against me and as before, she was asleep quickly. As before, I joined her. I awoke this time to find Aaron staring at me. It was later in the afternoon, approaching evening. It felt so right to fall asleep with her and then to wake up with her there in my arms. We just stared into each other's eyes for a while before the phone rang. Aaron looked over at her phone and I didn't think she was going to answer it. Then she said, It might be Sarah. And reached over to pick up the phone. Hello? She said into the receiver. She mouthed, Allie, and water to me. I gave her a peck on the forehead and got out of bed. I took both glasses to the bathroom, using the faucet there to fill them. I handed one to her and she sipped it while listened to her sister talk. I drank mine quickly because a fun thought crossed my mind. I put my glass on the nightstand and crawled under the covers. As I got between Aaron's legs, the covers flew open and I looked up to see her looking at me with a devilish grin. She spread her legs and nodded her head. With an open invitation, I started kissing my way up her right thigh. The conversation continued, not that I was surprised. A woman of Aaron's intelligence should be able to multitask. I grabbed a pillow and put it under Aaron's ass to hold her body at a perfect angle. She continued talking with Allison, but looked down at me and smiled. 
I stared right into her eyes as I flicked my tongue across her clit. She closed her eyes and smiled, but continued talking. After three or four seconds, her eyes opened and stared down at mine. The look was one of absolute contentment. My tongue made many swaths across her button, each time achieving the same result. Her would close, the conversation would continue, and three seconds later they would open again always filled with that look of absolute joy. I let my licks grow longer, slowly tracing my tongue around her lips and then moving to her clit. Her eyes closed once again, but she was biting her lower lip as I finished that longer motion. This time when she opened her eyes, I could see the spark that would start the fire in them. So I continued this over and over. I have to admit, I would never tire of eating Aaron's pussy, but it was so delicious to see that fire building hotter and hotter every time she opened her eyes. This time, I pushed my tongue between her lips before moving upwards to her clit. Aaron groaned out loud. Oh! She looked down at me. The fire was there in her eyes. She was biting her lip, but I could tell she was perfectly happy with what I was doing. So I continued. I pushed my tongue between her lips once more and in my peripheral vision, I saw her hold the phone away from her mouth. The receiver was still pressed against her ear as she attempted to listen to her sister. I knew her concentration was elsewhere. As I moved up at an excruciatingly slow pace, I noticed her hand over her mouth. Her eyes were squeezed shut. It took her longer to open her eyes this time. The fire was in full burn. What? She said into the phone. I didn't catch that last part. Once again I plunged my tongue into her, pushing my face into her wet sex. I got my tongue as far into her as I could manage, perhaps two inches. From the muffled moans she was making, I knew Aaron's hand was covering her mouth. Again I deliberately took my time moving to her clit. This time, instead of licking her clit I wrapped my tongue around and sucked it gently. She groaned even louder this time. As I pulled back, I blew gently across her clit. The affected head was instantaneous. Her hips shot up in an effort to push her clit against my tongue, but it was out of reach. Just for a moment, I gazed upon the blonde-covered pussy that was mere inches from me. Many times I have noted that Aaron Grant was a dirty blonde. Her hair was three or four inches past her shoulders and only a very short portion of the hair that adorned her head was dark. The remainder was very much blonde. The soft hair that surrounded her pussy was the same color. The roots were dark, but the rest was very much blonde. In addition, this soft patch of hair was quite short. I don't think it was trimmed, it just wasn't long. Once more, I blew softly across her sex. She groaned again. Allie, I need to go. She said into the phone. From three feet away, I could hear Allison continue to talk. From the look in Aaron's eyes, I knew what she wanted. She was, at most, two more licks away from coming. I buried my tongue into her wet sex once more. Fuck, she tasted good. I wanted to drink from her, but I could hear the need in her voice. Allie, really, M. I need to, M, go. Aaron pulled the phone completely away from her head and groaned loudly. Part of her was trying to keep what was going on from her sister, and part of her was no longer caring if Allison knew. I slowly moved my mouth up and Aaron arched her back to push her sex against my mouth. Her body was rigid when I got to her clit. Again, I pulled back and blew softly across her sex. This time, her hips actively pumped up as I pulled away. I looked up at her, and the fire was now a furnace. Aaron was on the edge of an orgasm. Her hips were pumping up at my face as I continued to blow softly. Before she could end it, I grabbed her free hand and held it, denying her attempt to find the release her body so craved. She glared down at me. It wasn't anger that filled her eyes, but frustration. The frustration that comes with being denied something so desperately needed. I looked down. Her clit was a deep red, as were her lips. Just watching her engorged sex thrusting up and down at my mouth had my cock so hard it was twitching. I heard something from the phone, but I was too busy concentrating on her sex to hear. I did hear Aaron quite clearly though. What has me so distracted? She said loudly into the telephone. What has me so distracted? I took a very deep breath of air and then buried my tongue into her. Aaron dropped the phone and just started moaning. I wrapped my arms around her legs. She grabbed the back of my head with both hands. There was no way I was pulling away this time, not that I planned on it. While I had my tongue in her pussy, I opened my mouth a bit more. This allowed me to put my entire mouth around her inflamed lips as well. Her hips seemed to take on a life of their own and started pumping into my mouth. Her hands were gripping the back of my head. 
I heard Aaron Grant, my professor with two doctorate degrees, grunting and moaning like a whore. The sounds only inspired me that much more. I began sucking as I pumped my tongue in and out between her lips. It was barely enough to pull her lips into my mouth. That was enough to make her lose it. Her body began shuddering as she came hard. Each quake that ran through her body was by a deep cry of passion, and I have no doubt that Allison knew fell well what had her younger sister so distracted. After eight or nine such body tremors, one of Aaron's hands let go of my head. What has me so distracted, Sister Dearest, is one of the most talented tongues I have ever known. She said. She let me pull back enough to breathe again. I looked up to see the phone in her hand and the fire still burning brightly in her eyes. Now if you will excuse me, Allie, I'm hoping he can do that again. With that, she hung up the phone and looked down into my eyes. Well, Mr. Rhodes? She said using that commanding tone that just sends sweet shivers throughout my body. Yes, Professor Grant. I replied that I took another deep breath as the hand that had been holding the phone joined the other on head. I wrapped my arms tight around her thighs and prepared myself. My tongue, my mouth, and my fingers brought my professor to orgasm once more. This one was harder than the first. If my arms weren't around her thighs, I would never have been able to keep my mouth on her pussy that I crawled up her body when she was done coming. We were both breathing ragged, each of our bodies in need of oxygen. From the burning in my lungs, I had to guess I went for thirty seconds without air. From the look of sheer contentment on Aaron's face, it was definitely thirty seconds well spent. Perhaps I would have to work on holding my breath longer. A few minutes later, we were almost breathing normally when the phone rang again. Yes, Allie. Aaron said into the phone. Oops. Hi, Sarah. No, my sister was being somewhat persistent in keeping me on the phone. Yeah, I was distracted. Yes, he is being a very good guest. That last comment was accompanied by a kiss on my cheek. Yes, okay, I'll have him call home. Thanks, you too. Aaron hung up the phone and handed the receiver to me. Then she crawled down besides me and began fondling my balls with one hand. The affected head on my cock was immediate. She licked the head of my cock a few times and then paused as if she was waiting for something. Looking up at me, she said, Don't you have a call to make? Turnabout is fair play so I dialed the number for home. As I began dialing, Aaron started licking my shaft. Her hand was holding base of my cock with the palm of her hand pressed against one of my balls. The feeling of her tongue running up and down my cock was incredible, and I almost didn't hear my mom answer the phone. When I said hello, Aaron just sucked the head of my cock into her mouth. Although my mom was wishing me happy birthday, I would not have been able to repeat what she was saying. The sight between my legs was simply too incredible to block out of my mind. I and the times before now, Aaron used a stroking and sucking technique that was incredible. She had been able to take my cock into her throat. Her tongue and throat would literally milk my shaft. Between that milking and the jerking motion her hand was doing, she had always been able to make my dick explode in mere minutes. What Aaron was doing this time was different. I looked down at one of the most erotic sights I have ever seen, a 41-year-old goddess named Aaron Grant who was making love to my cock with her mouth. I'm having a great time, I said. Aaron responded by taking my cock out of her mouth. She kept her lips pressed against it along with her tongue. In very slow motions, she moved her mouth up and down my shaft. Aaron's mouth and tongue were so wet with saliva that her mouth made a soft slurping sound as she moved her head up and down. Occasionally, her eyes opened but only to focus on the cock she was working over. On the fifth up and down motion, she let the head slip back into her mouth. She only took the head and perhaps another inch of my shaft, but I was far from disappointed. With her lips locked around my shaft, Aaron had her tongue fluttering over the head of my cock while she sucked gently. The feeling was incredible. All I can say is that my host is taking excellent care of me. My mother talked at length about how all the things she remembered about me growing up. Aaron pulled the head out of her mouth and started the shaft slurping again. I could feel the difference between her lips and tongue, as she loved me with her mouth. I could also feel her sucking gently. She was working every part of my cock. Damn it felt good. More than that, I realized that it was deliberate. In times past, Aaron made me come quickly. She was always in control. She was still in control this time as well. Now, she was intentionally delaying the culmination. She was prolonging her fun and my orgasm. As I looked down at her face, I could see it. She enjoyed giving head. At that moment, her eyes snapped open and looked directly into mine as if to correct my statement. In her blue eyes, I could see my error. Aaron Grant absolutely loved giving me head. 
No, mom, I am getting the royal treatment. Upon hearing those words, Erin smiled at me with her eyes. Then she closed her eyes, moved her mouth down past her hand, and moved her hand up to encircle my cock. As she started slowly stroking my shaft, Erin sucked my left ball into her mouth. I sat there in awe as I watched her work her mouth over my testicle in the same manner she worked the head of my cock. The impact was immediate. My cock throbbed in her hand and I groaned loudly. No, what, sorry. I said into the phone. Sarah flashed me. Erin must have heard my mother laughing because her hand squeezed my cock. She moved her mouth over to my right testicle and began to pleasure it in the same fashion. Her hand continued to stroke me slowly. She was deliberate in the action, because she took extra care to caress her fingers over the head of my cock on the upstrokes. I was getting close. Mmm. I managed to get out. Erin let my testicle drop from her mouth and she moved up to the tip of my cock. She just looked up at me with those deep blue eyes. Her hand was at the root of my cock and squeezed. My goddess was in control. As if I could hear her telling me to push back, I could feel the pressure to come subsiding. She licked up and down my cock with just the tip of her tongue, looking directly into my eyes the entire time. When she decided that I had calmed down enough, Erin started her efforts again. No, mom. I said while looking down at Erin. I'm having the time of my life. Erin just smiled and kissed the tip of my cock. Then she looked at me and sucked my cock down into her throat. She stared up into my eyes as she milked me with her throat and tongue. Okay, mom, let me talk to dad. My dad was quicker on the phone than my mother had been. I then spoke to each of my sisters, my younger brother, and my uncle and his wife who had stopped by to borrow some tools from my father. Everyone was asking what I was doing for my birthday, how it felt to be one year away from the big two to zero. The entire time, Erin continued to alternate between milking me in her mouth and then slurping me with her mouth. As I got close to coming, Erin would back off and let me cool down. Then she would start anew on building the fire within me. Although the need to come would go away when she let me cool down, the pressure was definitely building in my balls. From the look in Aaron's eyes I knew she could feel the throbbing in my balls getting stronger and stronger. It was exquisite torture.as I said my goodbyes, Aaron let go of my cock and walked into the bathroom. She walked back and holding a bottle in her hand as I hung up the phone. She lay down on the bed beside me and held the bottle up for display. It was a bottle of baby oil. My cock twitched and she saw it. That's right Mr. Rhodes, Aaron said falling back into her professor voice. You get to do something I am certain every boy on campus wants to do. My eyes flashed down to her magnificent tits. You are going to fuck my tits, Mr. Rhodes. I loved it when she said, Mr. Rhodes, in that this is your professor's speaking voice. I know my jaw was hanging open as she poured some of the oil onto her breasts and started working the oil into her flesh. So get up here, Mr. Rhodes. I was straddling her body in seconds. Erin reached back and propped her head up on a pillow. Then she looked up while cupping her tits and spoke. Just to add to your thrill, young man, she said while squeezing her now shiny tits. These measure 36. Aaron paused for just a second. Double D. My cock twitched again. Yes. She purred at me. That's the response I wanted. I leaned forward and let my cock slide between her tits. Aaron wrapped her slick soft tits around my dick and started moving them up and down. My cock twitched again. I put my hands on her tits, squeezing them together, and Aaron just purred at me. She looked up at me and said, Now, Mr. Rhodes, I have worked very hard to keep my body fit so I expect you to worship my breasts and worship them well. You will do so by fucking them good and proper. My hips started thrusting of their own accord. Aaron's eyes and words were in control of my body. And ultimately coming all fucking over my tits, and my face. That's why I kept you from exploding earlier. I expect nothing less than a very impressive load from your young balls. My hands gripped her tits a little harder. My hips started thrusting faster. Don't disappoint me, Mr. Rhodes. She said in her professor voice. Paint my tits with your fucking seed. My goddess just lay there, staring at my cock thrust between her magnificent globes, and talking to me. That's it, Mr. Rhodes, fuck those puppies. Don't they feel so good around that hard cock? I was beside myself with lust. I didn't even realize my fingers were pinching her nipples until I heard her hissing at me to pinch them harder. Dot. How many times did you look at me in class and think about this? How many times did you think about fucking my tits? I just groaned as I continued to push my cock back and forth in her tit flesh. 
Does it surprise you to know that I love tit-fucking? I looked down at her only to see Aaron looking up at me like a woman possessed. I love feeling a hard cock between my jugs, fucking them. Using them. I just kept thrusting. For all my achievements, I am still a fucking woman. Every now and then, I just want a man to grab me and claim me. My hips were moving faster now. I could see in Aaron's eyes that her words were having as much of an effect on her as much as they were on me. Would you like that, Mr. Rhodes? To come on me? To shoot your hot, sticky cum all over your professor? Fuck yes. I would. Professor. Grant, love, to come on, so do it, Mr. Rhodes. Empty those young balls all over me. Paint me with your seed. As I looked down, I could see that I was holding her tits so hard my knuckles were white. My hips started bucking erratically as my orgasm started. I'm begging you. Do it. Paint me with your cum, Justin. Mark me with your fucking seed. Claim me as your woman, your bitch, your personal whore. That was it. I came all over her. Her work earlier while I was on the phone paid off. I came so hard my balls hurt. I looked down and watched as my cock spewed multiple streaks of cum on her face and neck. Then she helped squeeze her tits together and milked a pool of cum between her tits. When my cock stopped shooting, she grabbed my ass, leaned forward, and took just a head into her mouth. I felt my goddess suck so hard it hurt, but my body responded. My cock pulsed a few more times, feeding her oral cavity with what little cum I had left. Finally drained, I dropped over to the side of her and watched as Aaron worked the pool of cum that was between her tits into her flesh. With her other hand, she was using her fingers to pick up the larger drops of cum and then sucked her fingers clean. And she just stared at me the entire time. When she was done, she just leaned up and kissed me on the lips. I returned her kiss, undeterred by the taste of my cum. Stay, she said. She got up and went to the bathroom. As she returned with the two glasses filled with water, I could see cum drying on her flesh. I smiled at the thought that Aaron Grant had let me mark her in such a way. We both drank them until empty. She turned on her television and curled up with me as we mindlessly watched the rest of a movie. Eventually we got out of bed and went downstairs for dinner. Aaron didn't clean up at all. The look in her eyes told me she liked wearing my cum and letting me know that I had marked her as mine. I have no doubt that if we had ordered pizza, she would have answered the door just as she was, naked and wearing my cum like a badge of honor. Aaron opened up a bottle of wine and poured the wine into a decanter. I watched as Aaron did most of the work in making dinner. As I set dinner on the table, she poured two glasses of wine. Her toast was simple, but it still made me blush. It made me realize that this weekend we were sharing meant as much to her as it did to me. As she did the cooking, I did the cleaning, and she watched me the entire time. I realized that her ex-husband had stopped just spending time with her like this a long time ago. The man was a total fool. The conversation start to finish was both light and serious, but always playful. We talked about what got each of us interested in chemistry, why she enjoyed teaching, what my plans might be with my degree, and where each of us would love to travel. Small stories intertwine these topics, and I found myself truly enjoying her company. To say that Aaron was simply amazing sexually was an understatement, but I found it completely fulfilling on another level to be able to talk so openly. After dinner, we found to catch a thief starting on a classic movie channel. Neither of us spoke, we just enjoyed the closeness of each other, as Cary Grant and Grace Kelly danced around one another for the two hours. When the movie was over, we went to her bed and made love very slowly before falling asleep. I awoke very early Saturday morning to find Aaron on her side looking at me. There was a very hopeful look in her eyes as her hand played with my hard cock. Would you mind doing something for me I have wanted to do since I moved into this house? How can I refuse a request like that, Aaron? Balcony. She said dot I followed her out to the balcony, which overlooked her backyard. It was still dark out, but some things were plainly visible. The large pool and equally large jacuzzi were below us and to the right. What appeared to be a garden was below us and to the left. Directly below was a spacious patio complete with an outside bar and fireplace. I could make out a barbecue next to the fireplace. What really caught my eye was the view. Aaron's house was one of a few near the top of hill and it covered an expansive plot of land located in a cul-de-sac. The backyard looked down that hill towards the northeast. While the silhouettes of other homes were visible, it was obvious that her yard was rather isolated from her neighbors and from those houses located further down the hill. In addition, the design of her home made it nearly impossible for anyone to see her balcony unless of course that someone was in her yard. 
I turned to comment on the view to Erin only to find that she was completely naked. The sun will be up soon. She said it was obvious what Erin wanted. I would love to make love to you while watching the sunrise. I said looking right into her eyes. She walked the three steps to me and wrapped her arms around me. Her head turned to the side as she put her cheek against my chest. I kissed her gently on the forehead as I listened to her breath and deeply. Her left hand began to stroke my cock gently. Just knowing I was standing next to Erin and feeling her nude form against mine was erotic. What she was doing with her hand was intimate. It was loving. My right hand reached up and cupped her left breast. I tried to pour that same emotion into how my fingers were caressing her flesh. When she looked up into my eyes, I knew I had succeeded. Without losing her grasp on my cock, she turned and stood against the balcony railing. She pulled me in behind her and then put her hands on the railing. I knew what my goddess wanted. Erin put her feet apart by only a foot. Standing behind her, I crouched just enough to let my cock head slip between her legs. Her pussy was wet. I could feel the heat of her sex against my shaft as I pushed, letting my cock go between her legs but not inside her. Not yet. I slowly stroked back and forth. The moans that Erin made said everything. The feeling her lips dragging across the top of my shaft felt exquisite that we stared out towards the east, savoring the both the view and each other. I felt her hand on the tip of my cock, gently pushing it back. It was time. I pulled back and felt her position the head and her lips. I gave her a second to put her hand on the balcony. Then I pushed in. Damn she felt good, hot and wet. As I pushed into her, I felt her squeeze my shaft with her muscles. I moaned into her ear. She reached back and put her hands on my hips. This had the effect of driving her magnificent breasts out, and I reached around to cup them both. She sighed and began moving with me. With her body standing upright, I only managed to get about half of my shaft inside her. It was enough though. Her pussy walls were already fluttering as we grinded against one another. That sensation alone was making my balls boil. There on her balcony, we made love and watched the sun come up. She didn't have the body-racking orgasms that had consumed in her in the shower yesterday. These were smaller by comparison, but they did roll over her every few minutes. With each one, Aaron's pussy grew hotter and wetter. Combined with the endless quivering her sex was going through, it was getting harder and harder to hold back. As light broke over the horizon, Aaron turned and smiled up at me. She closed her eyes as another orgasm washed over her. I pushed into her as far as we could get in this position, and let go my orgasm. As she felt the pulsing of my cock inside her, I saw her smile again. Neither her pleasure nor mine was the most physical intensive of our time together. I knew that this encounter on her balcony meant as much to her as anything would that weekend. As we shared that sunrise and each other, I felt the same way. The rest of Saturday was spent in a much more fevered pace. Having sated her heart, Erin turned the rest of the day into one continuous fuckfest. We ate breakfast, and then she hopped up on the counter so I could eat her. She returned the favor but instead of letting come in her mouth, she took me to Catherine's room. Evidently, Catherine had enjoyed a rather vigorous romp with her boyfriend four years ago, in Erin's bed. Erin got home before they had a chance to clean up, so Erin thought a little payback was in order. We didn't leave her daughter's bed until I fucked her twice, filling her pussy with my seed both times. It took an hour, but it was worth the effort. Catherine's sheets were thrashed. Erin left a little note that read, Now we're even, love mom. On her pillow and then shut the door behind her dot we napped for a few hours and then Erin woke me up so I could go downstairs to watch part of the NCAA men's championship game. Of course, it wasn't as simple as that. She spent the entire first half working me into a complete frenzy. She sat on the opposite end of the couch. Her left leg was up on the couch while her right leg was on the floor, which gave me a clear view of her pussy. I had already come three times so I thought I would be able to resist temptation. Erin had other plans. As the game started, she introduced a slender dildo to the equation. While the game was on, she sat there fucking herself silly with it. Whenever a commercial came on, her mouth was on my cock. The commercials would end and she was back to pleasuring herself with the dildo. This continued back and forth. Erin came quite a few times, but she deliberately kept me from coming. With two minutes remaining in the first half, she tipped the scales entirely in her favor. My professor, a woman with two doctorate degrees, lay back just a little bit further and slid that dildo into her ass. For the next 120 seconds, the only thing I was conscious of was that slender red toy moving in and out of her nether hole. 
When the half was over, she stood up. With the toy still in her ass, she told me that she was going for a shower, and if I cared to join her that. I could pull the dildo out and replace it with my cock. Let's see, finish the game or fuck the goddess that is my forty-one-year-old professor. In the ass? We were in that shower until the hot water ran out. After another much-needed nap, Erin prepared steaks for an early dinner and herself for dessert. My professor demanded that I give her an hour of pleasure with my tongue. Who was I to argue with my teacher? Being an overachiever, she got ninety minutes. My tongue was numb and my neck was sore, but my goddess deserved no less. We ended the day in her jacuzzi. She gave me one of her stoking and sucking blowjobs, but didn't stop when I was done coming. She kept me hard and then bent over. With all the orgasms the day had seen, I spent almost an hour working her through three hard orgasms of her own before my balls emptied what little remained in them into her pussy. We were in bed just before 10 p.m. that night. On Sunday, I woke with my goddess still in my arms. Minutes later, she was straddling me. For the next hour, Erin made love to me. I could see it in her eyes and I know she could see it in mine. Neither of us wanted it to end. She drained me two more times of my seed and joined me in that final come with one of her body-racking orgasms. I carried her to the shower, where we washed one another. In silence, we slowly cleaned one another. We toweled each other dry and then dressed one another. It was both loving and torturing all at the same time. It was during breakfast that she finally spoke to me for the first time that morning. I wish. She started. I wish I could put into words how much the past few days have meant to me. You don't have to, Aaron. I could see it in your eyes. I just hope you could see the same in mine. She practical jumped across the table to kiss me deeply before she curled up into my lap and continued. In three days, you have shown me more affection than I have known in the past ten years. I needed that, to feel adored and loved. But I also needed the other part, the pure carnal fucking. It was primal. It was lustful. Moreover, I needed that almost as much as the romance. I needed the acknowledgement that an attractive and virile man wasn't interested in me just as a woman. When I wanted to lead, you followed. When I needed to follow, you led. I have laughed and cried. You have stroked every corner of my being, Justin, my body, my heart, my mind, my soul. You've made me feel more alive than I have in so long, and I've needed that so much. I still need all of that. I know I have to let go, but every part of me doesn't want to. Her eyes were filling with tears. I wanted to say, thank you. Tears were flowing down her face now. I just wanted, to thank you, and, to say, to say that I, that I, I love you too, Aaron. She wrapped her arms around me, burying her face into my shoulder. I do. I love you. I really do love you. Oh God, this is crazy. I mean we're over twenty years AP. I kissed her and cut her off. Time seemed to stop as we held each other, then she pulled back quickly. Although they were still swollen from crying, her blue eyes were now lit up brightly. She asked me to clean the table as she raced upstairs to check something. She came back down ten minutes later. She had a smile that was bright as the sun. I have a way to make it work, she said, for us to continue to see one another. My heart started pounding at the thought of being able to continue with Aaron. What is it? She just looked up into my eyes. I am 90% certain about this, but I won't know for sure until I can inquire about it tomorrow. Come on, tell me. You have me sitting on the edge of my seat. No, she said. It will work better if you don't know until it happens. Now I was beside myself with curiosity. Are you kidding me, Aaron? You can't say something like that and then leave me hanging. That's just Mr. Rhodes, she said with that professor voice. In 41 years, I have never been guilty of leaving someone hanging. Aaron opened her blouse and unsnapped her brow. So I can assure young man, I am not about to start now. She lifted her skirt and seconds later, her panties were around her ankles. So here's what we are going to do. She loosened my jeans and then started pushing them and my underwear down my legs. I am going to suck your 19-year-old cock to one last direction. Aaron's hand was quickly stroking my rapidly swelling cock. When I am satisfied it is good and hard, I am going to bend over the arm of this couch, and you will fuck me like you own me. My cock was hard as steel at this point. She leaned up and put her mouth at my ear. Because you do own me, Justin. She whispered. You own me completely. Not five seconds after that my goddess was on her knees with my shaft in her mouth. 
For the next minute, she sucked my cock as if her life depending on it. Soon after that, she was bent over the couch and I was fucking her as if I owned her. With everything we had done, it should have taken me far longer to come than it did. It only took five minutes and my goddess was having one body wrecking orgasm after another the entire time. Aaron was wailing loudly when I came with a roar. Not a minute after that, the doorbell rang. We both dressed quickly and Aaron opened the door as I was buttoning my jeans. Sarah walked through the door, and she was grinning. Obviously, she heard. Aaron, for her part, absolutely glowed as she and Sarah discussed postponing lunch. She leaned and whispered something in Sarah's ear that made Sarah look at her incredulously. Aaron just nodded. Okay, stud, time to go. Sarah said giggling. Aaron just walked over to me and kissed me deeply. Nothing needed to be said. Sarah and I walked to my car. As we drove away, I watched Aaron in the rearview mirror until I couldn't see her anymore. We were almost at Sarah's apartment when she broke the silence. By the way, Sarah said, mission accomplished. What? I asked. You do remember your mission, don't you? I just smiled as I pulled up to her apartment. Sarah turned to look at me and said, Aaron told me, and I quote, I've never felt so thoroughly fucked and thoroughly loved at the same time in all my life. Then she just patted me on the head and smiled at me as if I was a child who just got great grades. Now get home before your mom sends a search party. She's called me twice this morning. She got out of the car and closed the door. I was just putting the car into first gear when she leaned down and looked at me through the passenger side window. But you saw only details later this week. She added before turning and walking away that I spent 30 minutes driving home and the only thing I could think about was what Aaron was planning to do. This story is continued in the next part. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening.